Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are ready to go, Mike. Another big week here at the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Appreciate you guys sticking with us each and every week, Monday morning, 7 a.m., um, at this point, really, it's like gravity and taxes and death, right? It's a guarantee. That's exactly what it is. Um, we really appreciate all the support. Make sure if you guys are interested, go to I'm always right PC.com to get the official brand spanking new. I'm always right. Sports podcast, official logo t-shirt. We also have our vintage one as well. Um, and also if you guys want, we have a partnership with Swift lifestyles, the, uh, energy drink company use the code always right for 10% off so you know just some stuff to go out there for you guys as well thank you guys all so much for the support mike we got a lot of stuff going on today you're over here cackling like a hen off off air here what's going on no, you all right you okay yeah. no we're good okay <laughs> are you these, laughing these, am i these, chilling no or these spot traps are funny oh geez don't even uh, we're, we're gonna get there we do have the first edition of the 2023 uh mike merkel Merck Zone Mock Draft Corner. We got that today. Oh, I got stuff today, buddy. (laughs) I got stuff today. Oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you see that button right there? It's coming. It's coming. I got a couple things, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're right. Listen. Listen, I, 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 we don't play around around here anymore, <laughs> all right? We got, we got official gear. Gonna lie, I thought you forgot about it. So I'm like, not going to lie, and I'm going to try and play it off like I didn't do it this morning when I woke up. So maybe we're going to not talk about that, okay? <laughs> but we got it. Um, obviously, yes, we do have the first edition of the Merckson Mock Draft Corner for the 2023 NFL Draft, which is coming yep. up in the next couple months. Uh, we're going to do a ch- quick check-in with your Detroit Lions. We're going to do another XFL check-in because me and Mike are both really enjoying that. We got some NBA stuff, and we're obviously talking, uh, we're previewing the AEW Revolution show as well. But, Mike, um, let's start with the NBA, though, right? Um, Post-All-Star break, um, it's kind of one of our yearly traditions where we kind of do an overall NBA check-in. Um, you know, right now we're, we're about to see kind of some debuts. We Now we've seen Russell Westbrook. He's officially on the Clippers, right? A lot, a lot of people are talking about his 17-point performance, and I was like, it was double overtime, so I don't really know how good that is. But, you know... Maybe that's just me not knowing hoops anymore. I'm not 100% sure, right? Kevin Durant is about to make his debut here in the next coming days, hopefully, right? Wednesday, Wednesday right? Yep, okay. Um, you know, the Lakers kind of starting to put it together a little bit, right? Um, just kind of give me your overall thoughts. going out of, Coming out of the All-Star break, right, I think there's a couple things that can be said. Number one, the dunk contest needs to go away because you can't find NBA players to do it. Um <laughs> number two um people really need to stop putting so much emphasis on the actual score of the all-star game because nobody actually cares mm-hmm. um and then number three uh is that i think this is the point where if you're an nba fan or you're just kind of a i want to say like kind of like a casual fan i'm not going to come on this show and be like i am a diehard nba guy that is clearly not the case my team sucks so i'm kind of just out of it for the most part right Mm -hmm. but this is the time where i start to tune in right because we're on the home stretch we've got the 20 plus games ready to go like this is the time you've got the play in now where it's basically half the damn league makes the playoffs in some capacity but now is the time where you're about to say, okay, we've talked at, at nauseam about how the Lakers are bad and how they're in the 
15th seed in the West. And I was like, okay, but now they start putting a couple wins together, and now it's like, well, we really don't want the Lakers to make it because then that there's bad things that happen when that happens. <laughs> so kind of give me your thoughts coming out of the All-Star break. What's your quick observations uh, for those out there that are like, okay, is now the time if you're ready for, like, your dose of NBA? I know we got March Madness, which we'll hit on yeah. in a couple weeks, but, like, is this the point where if you're a casual fan, this is where you really need to strap in? Yeah, yeah, my my season calendar yeah. usually usually hits. It's hard because like the NBA is mostly in the football season, which yeah, is yeah, really yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, but usually post All Star break, it's like a combination of I watch a really good basketball game mm-hmm. or college basketball game. Yeah. Or I watch the NBA. Right. Until March Madness, and the March Madness has about two weekends. Right. Where they of, dominate of yeah. just total like my TV viewing pleasure is dominated. <laughs> yeah. Actually. I'd say even three weeks. I watch the Big Ten tournament too. The week yeah, I before. do too. Yeah, and like I mm-hmm. watch like the championship yeah. games of like the SEC and the ACC and stuff. Yeah. So I I would say it has like three or four days, and then March Madness yeah. for college basketball. The rest of it's basically NBA yeah. sized up. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally so like once the NFL. AFC and NFC championship games are played. Yeah. That's kind of when my brain switches over to mm-hmm. the NBA. Yeah. So it's a couple weeks before the all-star break where I really start to like yeah. dive in and watching a lot more NBA than I normally do. Um, but I do think that if you haven't tuned in yet, yeah. post all-star time. break should be the time. If you're, if you're at, at all, any kind of NBA fan and you want to have any kind of discussion with people mm-hmm. about NBA, you should really start tuning in post all-star break because now you kind of know, Okay, these teams will probably make the playoffs. These yep. teams probably won't. These teams are your bubble teams. Right. And then you can really watch. I think each team probably has anywhere from 21 to 23 games left. Right. So you can get a nice sample size. So when the playoffs come and you want to make your projections of, okay, who I think, here's where an upset could happen, here's this, yeah. you can actually be like, yeah, I watched 12 yeah. um Phoenix Suns games with Kevin Durant on the team. Yeah. So I have an accurate representation of what I think they are. I watched enough uh, Cleveland to know that they might be able to upset Philly or something in the first right. round if they meet. Like I think, I think you need that level of yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Did the All Star game get moved? I feel like it's like I feel like there used to be at least be a little bit closer to the middle of the season. Like not like in dead smack dab. Mm-hmm. But like I always felt like it was a little bit I th- sooner than it was. I don't know. It, maybe it I'm might just be wrong. a week a week moved. Usually it's. The second weekend in February. I okay, was maybe I'm maybe. just maybe I'm just or stupid. It could weekend. just be me thinking um, that it should be more closer to the middle rather than like almost at the smack dab end of yeah, the year. Yeah, I mean, I so I prefer it to be where it's at. No, I don't have an issue with it. Like, I just I, I just thought like, it was at one point. Yeah, like I I just I like the idea of like you hit the All Star break and it's like yeah. a twenty game sprint to try to make the playoffs and right. then you're in the playoffs. I kind of like that idea. And so because if you hit it like right in the middle, not like taking football out of it, if you hit it right in the middle, then it's like, okay, but now I got another like 40 games to play. Right. And I don't think that's as fun. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're dead on though. Right. Where now is the time where, okay, if you're really, you know, especially if you're, if you're a betting guy, you know, if you're, if you're looking at those over-unders and stuff like that, I think it's important. Now is the time to really kind of, Lock in and go, okay, here's who I'm riding with. Here's who's not, yeah. right? Who's going to make that run? Who's not? Um, kind of seeing after the trade deadline how everything is kind of shaken out. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, because I think a lot of times it's something that's not talked about is, you know, okay, you bring a guy in like Kevin Durant or a D'Angelo Russell or whoever. Now it's, okay, how do we get people going? Like, how do we, yeah. how is this supposed to work? Yeah, right? and I, and I, if you wait till like, like March Madness time to start watching, I feel yeah. like it's just like you're almost too late. Yeah. in the party. So, 
But yeah, like Kyrie with Luca, mm-hmm. that's one that's like, are they going to be able? Can they play any defense at all? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I gotta watch. Yeah, there's yeah. 20 games to watch to so see if right. they have any ounce of defense without Dorian Vinny Smith there. Right. Um, you know, if Giannis is going to be hurt for three weeks with his ankle thing, it's like, are they going to drop to the four or five seed, or can they maintain? Without yep. him there. Like, stuff like that is fun to yep. monitor for the next couple of weeks while you might be a little more engaged in the college basketball and stuff. Yep. Just some storylines to kind of like, okay, let's really keep track of this until after college basketball. Now, do you have, you know, for for the people that aren't watching their team who's, you know, making a run, right? If you're not a Phoenix fan, a Milwaukee, yeah. whoever, right? So I'm basically talking about the Detroit Pistons fans here when I ask this question. If, if you're somehow, somehow – really grinding and you're like you're the best of us here who are trying to watch those games um is there anything that they should be watching or looking for right like because at this point is it just a simple a simple act of i need to look for some sort of redeemable quality in this (laughs) basketball team Mm -hmm. um because it's easy to watch winning basketball right just like it's easy to watch winning football or anything right if your team is winning it's a more enjoyable experience throughout right just is um but when you have a team like the Pistons who are still clearly in a rebuilding phase, who are still clearly trying to figure out just, hey, got a lot of young guys. Mm-hmm. Let's give them a bunch of minutes and see what happens, right? And you're starting to see, you know, Marvin Badger had a nice night. Wiseman had a nice night a couple of days ago. Um, but, like, what, you know, for those fans, those guys, the Charlotte Hornets of the world, right, the San Antonio Spurs who just lost 16 in a row, yikes, Um what should they be watching for? Should they should they just turn the channel and go to a, a, a Clippers-Kings game and uh-huh. watch double overtime and stay up to 3 a.m.? I don't know if that's a great example. 176-175. Yeah, right? Should I watch a Cleveland-Milwaukee game instead of a yeah. Piston-Orlando Magic game? I, it feels like an obvious decision, but if it's your home team, yeah, you know... I mean, I'm probably not the right person to ask because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a kind of person where once you're... So like statistically out of playoff contention, yeah, it's almost impossible for me to watch you, yeah. And that that goes for like the Lions when they were the three thirteen and one, yeah. It was hard. Yeah. I didn't I didn't watch the right really the back half of the season, right. I mean, I would watch like highlights and clips of stuff that was happening, yeah. But I'm not like sitting there watching every single play of right. those games. You know, the year the Stafford got hurt, and then when that zero and eight stretch with David Blau at quarterback, Ugh. I don't think I watched a single snap of any of those games, yeah. I remember one game of, like, Denver with Philip Lindsay, and he ran for, like, an 80-yard run. And that's the only <laughs> thing I remember from that eight-game stretch. Yeah. So um, I'm not the perfect person to ask for this because, like, right now, I watched the Pistons play Toronto on yes, yes, yeah, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. because they played at noon, yeah. and it was, like, the only thing on at the <laughs> time. Um, so I watched that game. But other than that, yeah. like, I'm if it literally comes down to Pistons and almost anybody else. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's almost rough. anybody else, Talk- and I think there's a lot more fun in watching like even if you're not watching like Boston because it's like all right they're the one seed they're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, I think there's more fun in watching like you know the Pelicans or even the Lakers or something who are yeah. like bubble teams because yeah. they're actually playing really hard <laughs> to get to in, get in. Yeah. Like there's there are the the top tier teams right. that are like coasting, right. kind of doing their thing. As long as they're a top three seed, they're probably fine. Yeah. Then there's like the bottom five teams in the NBA who are, like, trying to take tank for Victor Wimbenyano probably at this yeah. point. 
And then there's like the middle teams where like we have to every game means something to us, yeah. so we have to play every game like it's our last game. Those are the fun games to watch at this point in the season. Right. So those are the ones I try to tune and, into. A and we more. talked a little bit about this last week, right, with the Wings, right, and their playoff push, and how right now they've got twenty some games left. Like th- this is the time where like, hey, they're going to make the push. Now is the mm-hmm. time to tune in and really kind of get behind and let's go. Yeah. Right. This. Is I, the time I will to do say. It. Not watching a lot of hockey this year. I did yeah. watch the last three Wings games. Yeah, I was at the. I had the fortune to go on behalf of a, a vendor of ours at our company. We went. I went on Wednesday to mm-hmm. watch the Rangers game, yeah. or Thursday, Thursday, the the Rangers game. That was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. a lot of seats, you know, f- filled up. Considering it was a Thursday night, you mm-hmm. know, um, Wings beat a good New York Ranger team, and I was like, okay, that's seven out of eight. I mean, I know they just lost to Tampa on Saturday, but you're starting to see, okay, they're kind of coming together here a little bit, yeah. and, and, and it's a lot of fun. And you can you can start to feel it, right, throughout the city. And I, well, this isn't a Wings talk, but it's just, you you know, and put yourself in that atmosphere of some of these teams, you know. I think if you're a Laker fan, you're starting to kind of get your hopes up maybe just a little yeah. bit, right? Because you're like, okay, they're starting to play okay basketball again. And, you know, some of these depth pieces are playing, yeah. you know, good minutes uh, for and them. And listen, like, especially the West, the East isn't as – yeah closely divided actually yeah. it's crazy when you look at the west from the i can pull it up right now i think mm-hmm. the four three or four spot all the way to like the 12 spot yeah there's like a, let's see so right now sacramento is 34 and 25 okay as the three seed um they're the three seed they're the three seed right now good for That's, that that is crazy um wow i didn't know that the lakers are six games behind them and they're the 13 seed Wow, yeah, so that's crazy. and that's like six. Six is a relative spot, yeah. But when you're talking like, you know, you know, Dallas is the six seed right now at uh, thirty-two and twenty-nine. Yeah, New Orleans is the ten seed. They're two games behind them, right? And so there's four. The teams. margin for error is the so small. The margin for error, at least in the western side, is so small. Yeah, that it makes like all these games very interesting to watch. Cause Absolutely, like, one or two losses in a row. It's like, all right, now you're going from the four or five. You might be dropping down to the nine, 10. So real quick, let's go through just as the standings, as of this recording, right? So, you know, who's in, who's out as of right yep. now in right. both conferences. So, and then I have a question for you on that. So right now, if the playoffs started today, yep. we would have matchups of in the Western conference. Yep. Sacramento as a three would play Dallas as a six. Okay. Phoenix as a four would play the Clippers as a five. That'd be fun. Memphis is the two, so they would play any of the four right now of Minnesota, Utah, Golden State, or New Orleans. Okay. Um, and then Denver's the one, and they would play that group of four. Right, right, for sure. Um, for is the are the, what are the Lakers the first team out right now? So Lakers are like tied. So OKC, Portland. And the Lakers yeah. are twenty eight and thirty one. Twenty eight and thirty one. Yikes! And the New Orleans Pelicans are thirty and thirty one, and they're the ten seed. Okay. So they're literally a game out of the ten. There's three teams a game out of the ten seed. New so Orleans literally, is like we just gotta hold on. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't have Zion, it's gonna be hard for them to hold on. But yeah. they have set to hold on. But yeah, yeah. so that, those would be your matchups tentatively. Yeah. For the first round, that's a lot of fun which for would be a sure. Lot of fun what about on the East? Eastern side here, so we'd have. Philadelphia is the three taking on uh, the Knicks, who are the sixth seed right now. Mm-hmm. You would have um, what I would think like three weeks ago would have been an awesome matchup. Yeah, uh, Cleveland is the four and Brooklyn is the five. Yeah, now it's uh, going to be a slaughter. Brooklyn, I think, will start to really fall off and probably yeah. won't make. Maybe the play-in 
yeah. because of their record. Right. Um, so you don't have enough games to lose as that fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, they're they're at thirty four wins and twenty five losses. The Washington, who's the ten seed, is yeah. twenty eight and thirty one. Yeah. And they're what is this like six games behind them? So it's gonna be a, it's gonna take a lot of losses in uh-huh. a row to drop that low. Milwaukee's the two. They play anywhere from Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, or Washington. Okay. And Boston's the <clears> one, <throat> and they get, you know, right. whoever's They're going to slaughter whoever comes There's in. Literally, we'll slaughter whoever comes out of the eight yeah. seed. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of fun. Right now, if you, if you had to rank your top, let's just say four, mm-hmm. right, in terms of probability uh, to win a championship this year, who who you got going in? and like Because in, in my mind, right, these are the teams, if, if you're listening and you're not a huge basketball fan and you're just kind of trying to catch up, like some of us are, right? There's a lot of games. You, you miss stuff. Yeah. You know, what? who are the four teams that are like, these are the teams you really need to be paying attention to to make that run and people that are teams that we would expect to see in the conference finals, finals, yeah. For a championship, in your opinion. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at um, clearly Boston, Milwaukee. Yep. Clearly. Yep. Um, I think Philly is in that discussion. Okay. I think they're a deep team. Yep. Um, just looking at their – let's look at their last night's start. Did you watch – okay, did, just, uh, just yeah. an output. Did you watch the Philly – Boston game last night? No. At I all? Did, did no, you I wasn't home, so, so I missed it. So Boston, so Jason Tatum hit a game winner. Yeah. For a three pointer. They went up three, and there was like one second left, and they inbounded the ball to Jerome Bede. He hit a full court shot, and it didn't count because he hit it right after the buzzer. Oh. It was crazy. Oh. Like he just like tosses his yeah. bad boy up, sinks it, nothing but net, <laughs> and it didn't count because it was like a second after the buzzer went off. Really? Yeah. Huh. Usually, so. as long as you get that point, was it like the point six or something like that? You have yeah. enough time to shoot. Yeah, well, because like, he had to like wind up for the oh, full court kind of thing, yeah. and it was like kind of off balance, so like yeah. he didn't get like a clean, like, just like quick look at it. Gotcha. But anyway, uh, Philly, so like they go Harden and Bead, Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker um, as their starters, but they got like Maxi, Daniel House, Montrez Harrell. Yeah. They can go like mm-hmm. they can go pretty deep on yeah. their roster. So I think the Seventy Sixers are like. There, but like not there, right? Because there's two teams I think are clearly better. And maybe as simple as what you know, what version of James Harden wants to show up that exactly. night, right? That, that you, is know, also you have a guy like that who could easily put up 50 or he can go over 12. Yeah. You're just like, oh, and I think Cleveland, if you wanted to be like yeah. the outsider shot, I think Cleveland's really good. I, I just don't think they're like, yeah, there yet, right? I think there's still a year or two before they can like get okay. there. Western side, I mean, I think Phoenix is probably yeah, pretty I think, clearly the favorite. I on think the it's Western impossible side. at this point to just not be like, okay, well, Durant's coming back. What's going to happen? Yeah, I still have worry about their depth, but like as a starting unit, if they're fully healthy the whole time, yeah. it's going to be really hard for me to be like, oh yeah, this team's definitely going to beat them. Right. Um. So I would say Phoenix is like clearly the favorite in the Western side. Yeah. Um. I think. Dallas has to be up there. You know, what Luka can do in the playoffs, you add Kyrie to that. Yeah. I mean, like, Luke, Luke, this Luke, is the first Luka, time Luka's had an actual complimentary piece to yeah. him that's like a legit guy. Yeah. Like, Luka averages 33, 10, and 9 mm-hmm. by himself when he doesn't have another all star next to him. So imagine having like, and, and this half, is Kyrie's, and this is Kyrie's happy spot, right? He's not the primary option, mm-hmm. and he has somebody he can defer to. Which means he's probably going to get one-on-one coverage, right? When it comes to you know on ball for the most part, 
And that's where Kyrie Irving, I don't like Kyrie Irving as a point guard. I think he's a terrible point yeah. guard. But as a basketball player and as somebody who's an explosive athlete like he is, he has a, an ability to penetrate the lane like very few do. Did like you, really. Yeah. Offbeat note here. Yeah. Did you hear the rumor mill that might happen this, this summer about these teams? No. I heard the rumor that Harden wants to go back to Houston, which I thought was I weird. I did hear that. That was weird. Apparently, there, it's it's like in the rumor mill yeah. that um, – Dallas wants to trade Kyrie for Anthony Davis, and both sides would be willing to do it. Would be wild. Oh boy. Don't know if it would work for either side. Yeah. Would be wild. If I'm Luke, I'm like, yeah, but so what? Am I going to get him for 12 games? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, he's not even going to be here. Yeah. But you get the LeBron, because LeBron really wants Kyrie back with him, apparently, and Kyrie wants to go, I don't know. Okay. Sure. Anyway, that was an offbeat thing, but I saw that the other day. I was like, that's interesting. Anyway, so yeah. I think Phoenix is the favorite in the West. Dallas is probably there. Clippers. If the Clippers uh, are the weirdest team for me. Looking at their roster and looking how they play, I go, it doesn't. It doesn't. They don't match, match up. Like if you told all. me, okay, a team just left 176 to Sacramento. Yeah. Clippers would probably be one of the last teams on that list for me to say right. that it happened for. Right. And it happened. Also, I don't think Kawhi and or Paul George can last an entire playoff series or like <laughs> playoff like run yeah. without getting hurt. So I just don't trust. Like as much as I don't think Phoenix is going to get through without any hurt. Yeah. I. I don't think Kawhi plays every single game in the playoffs either. Yeah. So it's going to be hard for me to bet both of those. Mm-hmm. And then the number one seed, you have to put him in there is Denver. Yeah. I don't love Denver personally, yeah. but I think their team is really good. And if Jokic is really that guy, yeah. I think he should be able to lead us. So, and that's a question, right? I, I guess I have this question for you on that before we kind of switch topics is, you know, we talk about, okay, Durant's got to get it done without Steph, right? We've talked about how, you know, okay, we're starting to enter the, okay, Luca's got a guy now. You're assuming the mm-hmm. expectation now is basically Western Conference Finals are bust, right, yes. for Dallas. Yeah. You bring in Jason 100%. Kidd, player coach, all that jazz. Um, LeBron, obviously, it's like, well, if you don't win a championship, you're a loser, so you got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, Steph just kind of got one, so he's kind of been pushed back to the line of people where you go, well, tick-tock, right? It's about time again. Giannis <laughs> is still kind of, you know, on that trajectory as well, yep, right? Yep, yep. What I, I feel like people need to start talking about this Denver Nuggets team in a similar fashion now, right, where you're the number one seed. This isn't the first time we've seen this either. Mm-hmm. You're pro- presumably going to have out of the regular season MVP again, and yet we haven't seen you break through that glass ceiling. So it starts to get to the point of, okay, well, clearly is Jokic and the way that roster is currently constructed good enough to win a championship because I don't think they're getting raked over the coals nearly as hard as no. some of these other teams are. And they have a lot of money invested in a lot of guys. Yeah, I, I just find it crazy. So I think absolutely no doubt in my mind the number one player who has the most pressure to win a championship should be Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I don't even think it's close. Yeah. I think KD rose that bar really high going mm-hmm. to Phoenix. He's probably a a 1B slash 2 yeah. to right. that. Yep. But there is no way you could try to argue with me that a guy who wins three straight regular season MVPs yep. and has been bounced in either the first or second round the last two years – should not like hasn't even been the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. let alone the finals. And he's gonna be a three time MVP, should not have the most. Like, yeah. I think there's more pressure, weirdly, on Luka than oh, there absolutely. is on Jokic. Yeah, absolutely. and the crazy part about that is Luka made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. Yep, sure, he's mm-hmm. been two first round exits against the Clippers, yep. but he's never had another guy next to him, right. he's never had any of this. So now he gets Kyrie, it's like. 
should be in the finals now. Right. He hasn't won an MVP yet. Right. The, like, the national media doesn't think he's good enough to be an MVP, yeah. but also expects him to make the finals. To carry the team to, to get carry, to the finals. Where Nikola Jokic, they're like, yeah, you, you might be the best player in basketball, but you don't have the expectation right. to go to the finals. It's a weird thought. It's a very weird... Yeah. Un, I, almost unfair. It's it's yeah. like it's to the sense of like the LeBron stuff, yeah. where they're just like these weird expectations that you set on this guy, yeah. and it's like, but like this guy should have the expectations, but doesn't. Yep. And and I think there's and a couple things that play them. into that, right? I think the market, right? It's Denver. Yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, if you win in Denver, holy crap! It's it's, it's you the know honest I mean? thing. Yeah. It's 100%. Like you want they want in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Like it's you and Kareem. Like yeah, <laughs> you know that's what I mean? it. Like yeah. so, there's a different 100%. level of that, right? And it's a you know when you're playing in Los Angeles, when you're playing in some of these bigger markets, right? The the, the natural focus is to steer that way, right? Because those are the teams that make the most money, right? Yes. For the league, it's it's strictly business driven. But I I think I'm in total lockstep with you. You, you're getting to the point where you're now diluting what the MVP means. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, great, yeah, you led your team. He's entering Dirk Nowitzki post that first finals run where he got to the finals and lost the Heat, and then it's like, okay, yeah, you're a really good basketball player. Like, all-time great basketball yeah. player, especially from an overseas perspective. Like, Dirk mm-hmm. is up there. Yeah. But you're losing in the second round every year. Mm-hmm. At some point, that's got to change. And so, like, and I would even make, so, like, last year, they were, like, the five seed or yeah. something, and, yeah. like, like Jamal Murray wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, you know what? I can, yeah. it's probably, it, it's not the easiest road when you're missing your top two players and yeah. you're rolling. Mm-hmm. This year, it's, like, you're the number one seed. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's healthy. Yep. They're all playing well, yep. you know. You, you know, yeah. like, there's not really, everyone says that the West is open. There's not, like, the 73-9 and nine Warriors right. or someone that's, like, this dominant team going to go take you out. Right. So, it's, like, what's going to be your excuse if you get bounced in the second round by right. Phoenix or by the yeah. Clippers or something? It's, like, can, do you have something to say yeah. that? I don't think so. And I think it's wild, especially for the West, because you look at, like, like you mentioned, right? So, you got Denver, you got Phoenix, you've got um, the Clippers, right? Those are the three teams in my mind. Dallas, yes, to an extent, but I don't, I don't think as much. I think it's more of an individual, less than a team perspective yeah. of – you really have to be conference finals or bust for these for some of these moves to make sense, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're the Clippers, you have spent an egregious amount of money and have gotten less than nothing back. Yeah, you've literally like you could have done the same thing with your old three guys of Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and Blake Griffin. And you could you could have exited the second round every year just like you're doing now. Yeah. Um, Make one Western Conference Finals. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then, you know, we all saw how that kind of went down, right? If you're Phoenix, you pushed all your chips in and went, Durant, get us over the hump. One time, doesn't matter. We'll we'll take the backlash if you leave two years from now. Mm -hmm. We need it now. Right now. And then you have the the Nuggets where you go, okay, yeah, you've been kind of just coasting on through and low-key dominating and no one's really paying attention to you. Okay, but now as the Finals, you're the number one seed. Anything less than a conference final appearance is a clear disappointment. Anything, honestly, less than a finals and a championship is like, good season should have been a great season. And I think it's fascinating that you have so many of these teams kind of clustered in that same kind of category, and they're all over the board, right? Like Mm -hmm. Clippers are in the middle of the West, right? You've got, you know, Phoenix, because of injuries, kind of just 
in and yeah. out. The Warriors are like the 10th seed, and you think they should kind right. of be more in exactly. it because Steph got hurt. The Lakers Weird. are not even in it, and they have LeBron and AD. And, and, that's, you're like, and you're still talking about them, and you're like, you know, when the Lakers make the playoffs, you're like, wait, hold on. When? They got to get in first yeah. before we even talk about what happens in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Let alone can they? You like know? The crazy thing to me is, will the media kill Jokic if the Lakers make the playoffs out of the 8th seed and beat them in the first round? Yeah. Right, exactly. Like that's that's yeah. the stuff I question. I'm like, because yeah. I, I, I think, think they'll so. be like, oh, it's obviously it's against LeBron and AD. I'm like, the team that everyone thought sucked, yeah. and like couldn't do anything, and yeah. they were out of the play in three weeks ago. Right, all of a sudden now beat the number one seed, and yeah. it's like, yeah, but like, what did you expect Jokic to do? Yeah, right, like, exactly. I don't know. Be the three time MVP he is. <laughs> I don't know. That's my only problem with him being like this three time MVP thing. Yeah. Is I haven't seen anything. Yeah. like Giannis won his two MVPs. And then had like a great final stretch, mm-hmm. and then had a fifty burger in the finals to go win it. Yeah, like he showed it yeah. after he won his two. I'm well, just waiting for and, and Giannis even in the bubble that year, right when they got upset by Miami, he won the MVP that year, yeah. and everybody went, "Okay, great." And even he admitted, he goes, "This is this doesn't mean a he, damn thing." He won the he won the MVP in nineteen. Yeah, and then Kawhi Leonard said, "You're not playing basketball against me anymore," and yeah. totally locked him down for yep. uh, games three through six. Yep. 2020 bubble, he got hurt, like, he got yep. locked down and then got hurt yep. and then didn't even play game five and six or yep. whatever and then got mm-hmm. lost. And everyone was like, so you're a two-time MVP, haven't made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, right. What exactly. are we doing here? Yep. And then he goes, okay, hold my beer, yeah. basically. You let Miami body you guys and then out-physical you when you're supposed to be the, physical know, the guy. Team. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and, then, mm-hmm. and then went on and had a great, you know, playoff yeah. run. And then and, earned the right to be like, no, no, I am that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm waiting. Listen, if Jokic goes out, goes a great stretch and wins the finals, I'll sit here and go, yeah, good job. Yeah, you did it. That's you did it. Like, that's, that's, why I, that's why I'm expecting from you, yeah. but you haven't done it yet. Right. So I'm waiting for that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very I just crazy that, like, it's like, no, Luka has to get it done this year. And I'm like, so Jokic doesn't have to get it done this year? Right. I yeah. just, I, that's just, like, a crazy. Now, I would argue that if, if Kyrie is not planning on staying or Dallas isn't planning on keeping Kyrie Irving long-term, then, yes, your window is kind of like, you kind of got to get it done. Kind of have to get it done. But or... I don't think from a legacy perspective of, okay, well, we've shown, well, Luka can't win. That's not the narrative that needs to be out there yet. Now, mm-hmm. if four years down the road, yeah, right, he, he's in and the same he, spot. And, and he hasn't gotten to the finals yet, now we have to start questioning. Yes. But... You know, yeah. If in four years Luca gets two MVPs, yeah. and hasn't done any more than he's done already in the yeah. playoffs, I'll be like, yeah, he needs to. Yeah, and I, and, you know, I mean, and we talk about but, that with quarterbacks a lot too, right? Where it's like, okay, certain guys need to show it, right? Like we were very clear in our expectation of that Rams team last year. You got to get it done. Sorry, yeah. you pushed all your chips in the middle of the table. It's either get it done or this is a failure. Mm-hmm. And they got it done. So you go, hey, here's your roses. You did it. That yeah. that that was that was the expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, we have teams now in the league where you go. Sorry, you get all the fanfare. That's great, but if you don't win, then it's all for nothing yeah. at this point. Yeah, Jokic is giving me the um, the Buffalo Bill vibe a little bit, yeah. where everyone's just Josh like, Allen's like, "Oh, Josh Allen, best player ever." And you go, "Yeah, yeah." Like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't have like the MVPs and everything right. behind it, yeah. but it's like everyone's like, "Did you see that?" amazing pass it's yeah. like yeah but like when the playoffs come around right. and you're leaving in the second round every year there's only so much of that before i'm like great can you, can you yeah. start winning something a little mm-hmm. bit like Jokic, I, I need you to go out there and prove mm-hmm. to people i guess not me because everyone else thinks you can do it <laughs> prove it to me that you can go out and win some series like you with know, you being and, the, and that's the interesting part too is that you know certain guys like even like the aaron Rodgers of the world right taking the football analogy you've done it at least once 
So you've shown at some point in time I was able to yes. take the team over the hump, right? Mm-hmm. Now, since then it hasn't worked out, but you've shown the ability to do it. There's very few people in the world who can say, I was, I, I've, I've done it. I've mm-hmm. won a world championship in whatever sport possible, right? So it's, it, you're at a point where, like, if Durant takes the Phoenix over the top and they win a championship this year, the argument is no longer, well, well, Durant can't win it on his own because he had Steph and that super team around him. He's like, I went to Phoenix on a shortened, on a, uh, 20 game bender went out, played my ass off and we won a title. Yeah. Right. That's the, that's the narrative that's going to happen for Durant going forward. Now, mm-hmm. if he does it one time, Kawhi is basically been living in like this nice yes. little purgatory area where like, Hey, we're not going to talk about he the had fact one that you, run with a not great yeah. Toronto team. Right. He willed them to get a title. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I've seen in, in recent history, really where a one and done player has went to a new team and got it done and left, and everyone's like, okay, cool. Because he's been living off of that run the entire time. His Clippers run has been an, an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. Like, it, it's crazy <clears throat> to me that people don't bring up the 3-1 bubble, like, right. meltdown right. more. Yeah. Like, like yep. I've seen a lot of guys. Because he won who, a title the year before that, so no one cares. Yeah, so they're like, yep. no, like, he, he took can't to, do it every year. He took the Raptors to a championship. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the slant, yeah. right? The Raptor. Like yeah. if LeBron only had one championship, but it was in Cleveland, yeah, I think he would he would be talked about in st- almost the exact same way. It'd take the Heat ones away, take the Lakers one away, right? Because you're like, okay, well, you had Wade and Bosh, yeah. and then you won the bubble one that no one cares about. So, but you took that, Cleveland. That, the Cleveland one is the most important one that he has. Yes, absolutely. And it's not even close. No, of course. But yes, you know I, mean? I would I would agree. I, with that. I think there's some things like. Why is Paul George not getting the slander? Well, he broke his leg 15 years ago. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of guys that have kind of fallen under the radar. I am fascinated to hear the slants when LeBron decides to hang it up and there's not that to talk about anymore. Yeah. And I'm, you know, know what? And here's the thing do. I'm willing to bet you the narrative on LeBron's career and what he's done, especially in the back 40 of his career. I think that that narrative will change because it, it'll start going from, well, LeBron's not doing this to now X player. Well, LeBron at 40 will the team to the Western Conference Finals. What's this kid's problem, right? Yeah. If he's supposed to be the next, like if this Victor Wimbaya guy is supposed to be legit, mm-hmm. which I kind of still have my doubts about. But um, if he's the next Giannis, right, or whoever, well, Giannis will Milwaukee, got Milwaukee mm-hmm. to go. At this point, I'm sure Giannis will be a Laker or something stupid. You know, he took Milwaukee to a Finals. LeBron willed a crappy Cleveland Cavalier team to a championship. You mean to tell me that this kid with this guy next to him can't do it? I think that's going to wind up being the slant mm-hmm. later on once he's done. Yes. You know what I mean? So just an interesting kind of way of people looking at people and then as comparing a guy who's like a once in a, not even lifetime, but like multiple generation, you yeah. know? Like I think a lot of people are benefiting from the Brady thing mm-hmm. too, right? Like if Brady didn't get, well, he lost to Brady. I mean, you know, yeah. but now that Brady's gone, who's that guy? Well, he lost to Mahomes. Oh, okay. Well, Mahomes point, is going to be that guy. It yes. is, though, right. You know yes. what I mean, though? So that's kind of the narrative that his is that when you have somebody who's clearly heads and tails above better than everybody else, mm-hmm. everybody else seems to kind of get a pass because it's like, well, yeah, you like, know, what are you well, supposed well, to do? It's Mahomes. Well, or yeah, it, right. because if you beat that guy, if you beat the John Cena, well, you beat Cena. You lose to Cena. Well, it's John Cena. Yeah. So it's, you know, you yes. can't lose, I guess, is the best way of putting it. But if you are that guy, it's, yeah. well, you're the worst player ever until you win again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun yeah. thought. And Jokic is not not that guy. <laughs> let me tell you. Apparently he is not that guy. No. Not he can so lose much. in the second round to Damian Lillard if he fine. Exactly, for sure. All right, let's talk here. Let's talk some XFL. I I, I want to bring this back up again because I am I'm fascinated, you know, by this. And we me and Mike were talking about this off air over the last couple of days, really. Um you know, I you know, we're in week two, right? Mm-hmm. Battle Hawk up. You know what I mean? <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that was funny. for you. Um, yeah, I like that. You know, our team is 2-0, which is a lot of fun. But we're noticing that the TV ratings, not really there. No, they're not. And, I, you know, we talked about this off air, and I wanted to bring this to the show because I do think it's interesting because I don't know if we're, like, the two biggest fans of the XFL, but I'm I'm pretty high up there, I think. I am really enjoying the presentation outside of yesterday's game where Vegas played on a high school stadium field, it looked like. But outside of that, overall, the quality has not been as bad as mm-hmm. I anticipated from a qu- football perspective. The presentation has still been very good. Um, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little concerned that the ratings are, were not as good as they were, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm questioning why. I have some theories, yep. and we talked about it, but I kind of want to hear your perspective on how the first couple weeks have gone do you, do you anticipate the ratings to go up as, you know, because we're f- finally getting out of football from the NFL? Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's a little bit of like a lull because it's like we just got done with the NFL? I'd like to go watch hockey. I'd like to go watch the NBA, or maybe I just need to go outside. <laughs> you know, one of those situations. Yeah, I smell. Right? I mean, talk like talk to me smells, about why yeah. you think the ratings aren't there. Um, I think the ratings are there because I think from my perspective of the yeah. XFL yeah. was. Like, it's not, like, appointment viewing. Right. It's just if it's on mm-hmm. and I can, like, and yeah. I'm home, I'll watch it. Yeah. The perfect example is the Thursday night game against yep. the Battlehawks mm-hmm. where I was at a movie. Yep. And I, started, I, I like, didn't watch until the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was, like, 7.30, 8 o'clock the movie yep. started. Yep. So I got home at, like, 10, 10.30, yep. and then the game was, you know, fourth quarter. Like right. you said, like, yep. 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. Yep. And I tuned in. I was like, all right, let's watch again. It's a close game. We'll see right. what happens. Yep. And I think it's just stuff like that where, you know, the game last night, I was at, like, a party thing last night. Yep. So I didn't watch the game last night. Yep. But, you know, if I was home and the bas- there wasn't a, a compelling basketball game on, wings weren't on or something, i go, yep. okay, I'll, I'll tune this on and see what happens, you know? Right. So I think the ratings aren't high because I don't think it's, like, appointment viewing for people. Yeah. But I do think that's, like... And I think what you'll probably get into is like the time slots that they choose for some of these games yeah. are not like the best yeah. And I'm glad slots. I'm, yeah. Um, you know, having a game on at like nine o'clock on a Thursday night, I don't think it's like the most compelling time slot to have yeah. for a, for a football game. Mm-hmm. But I will. But like the games have been enjoyable mm-hmm. for the games I watch. And like so, it's Sunday. I think there's a game on at like three. Yeah, three and, and, and seven. Like seven or eight or yep. something. Yep. Three o'clock will probably be tough because I'll probably be out and about doing something. Yep. And the Lakers mass play, which <laughs> that's appointment for me. <laughs> but as we just got done, as saying. we just got done saying how much I love Luca, so yeah. we will. I will probably tune in that one. But the seven or eight o'clock whatever game, I'm like, there's not a lot on tonight. I'm like. Right. I'd probably tune in. I'll yeah. probably sit around and watch I, it. I, I am definitely tuning in to the Houston-Arlington game. Like, that, for me, is going to be something. But I'm thank you for teeing me up as well as you did because I, I do think there is also a couple other facts. I think, to your point, though, Mike, before I get to my other ones, is that I think there's a situation where because some of these teams – and I, I and you, you made this point literally as we were walking into the studio today where it's like – you wish that more teams that like more cities and or more states got a team 
that doesn't have an NFL team or like a pro, a big premier college program, right? Like if you were to tell me, like, I think the USFL with the Birmingham, Alabama, like the Stallions works really well because they don't have an NFL team, right? They've got Alabama, but they don't have an NFL. They don't have a professional team to root for when college football is not on, mm-hmm. you know, I think and like the St. Louis Battlehawks, they are selling out their home games up at like the upper, upper bowl nosebleed seats because the city of St. Louis is so excited to have football back in there. If you're in the state of Texas, and I understand from a logistical money-saving perspective, it makes sense to have a multiple teams in Texas for a league like that that's not doesn't have an absorbently large amount of funds available to them. I get that. But you're either a Houston Texan fan for the 12 of those people that exist or you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, right? The fact that you now have three additional teams, I think is it's like you're not going to get that same level of buy. And I understand Texas and football, it's a marriage, right? But at some point there's an oversaturation where if you would have put a team, say, I don't know, like in, you know, Denver, right? Even though you have the Broncos, right? Like, okay, we are not overly saturated. If you would have put another team, I would honestly, I hazard a bet, if you would have put a team in Michigan, I think you could have done it. Yeah. I think if you would have put a team in Maine, in the New England area, something like that. Yeah, I, w- I would say the Michigan one wouldn't be bad, but yeah. because they have the Panthers, the right. USFL, you know probably I mean? why they steered Indiana. away. I think Indiana is a perfect one, right? Where, okay, the Colts are down, right? You could have put, I'm just saying there's other places you could have put some teams where you want to, Okay. Yeah, and there's a lot of states in the middle of yeah. the U.S. I North saw like Carolina, a, one of those teams. Yeah, like I saw a map of like where all the teams, in all four sports play or yeah. whatever, and like there's a lot of states that just don't have any teams, yeah. pro teams at all, right. which like those states I'd be like, all right, let's pinpoint. Yeah, like and the, I think I'm like sure it's Iowa's a, yeah. or something. I'm sure it's, it's like, a population thing. I'm sure it's, a, okay, well, we, there's not enough. We, they probably did market data on it, and I get that. But I do think that not having a true fan base because you don't have a ton of geographical coverage is a little bit difficult, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. The other two things, and I think you teed me up pretty good, the time slots are killing them. There's no way that these time slots are like prime options for them and yeah. any stretch. If you would tell me, hey, they're going to be on on ABC 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, right? Like they just got that, those two yeah. time slots every Saturday or Sunday or whatever days, right, ABC is blocked off on, I think it'd be easier to go, okay, it's my normal football viewing schedule, and it's on a channel that is known to have some level of high-quality football on it. When you're telling me the Battlehawks versus the Sea Dragons are on FX at 8 o'clock on a Thursday, where I'm like, wait, hold on. I got to... All things are wrong uh, here. No, it was, yeah, it was 9 o'clock on Thursday. Because usually they yeah. have Thursday Night Football. But here's like, the thing. I don't even want... And Thursday Night Football even suffers. It's why they sold to Amazon that time slot. Because mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we got to somehow make money off this because nobody watches Thursday Night Games. Partially because you have a whole bunch of crap games that time. Yeah. But still, right? I will say... Um, wow, very off topic. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're gonna, they have the idea now that they can flex Thursday Games. Oh, boy. Which I think... Might help because I think it's going to piss off a lot of players. I mean, it's going <laughs> to piss a lot of people off, but yeah. you can flex uh, yeah. a, a good game out there. So. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. Help. But anyway, right. So nine o'clock on a Thursday night, which you're like, okay, yeah, I, there is football here, but it's late. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, it's on FX. Yeah. What if I don't have FX? Mm-hmm. I have ABC. I've got Fox. I got CBS. I got the core ones. FX is a mm-hmm. over here. Right. So it's, it's a difficult thing where it's like, okay, I don't know where every, I don't know. I'm not, I don't have ESPN plus. There's only like 15 people in the world who have ESPN plus. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm one of them. Exactly. Right. 
<laughs> and if you weren't a diehard UFC fan, I don't even think you would. Let's yeah, be real. no, I probably wouldn't. Exactly. So it, all of these things kind of combine, and you go, if it's hard for me to find you, it's not a consistent time for me to find you, mm-hmm. and I don't have a team that I necessarily, unlike us, who can like gra- who gravitated immediately to the Battlehawks, then you know that... It's it's just not going to be appointment viewing to your point, right? And by there and by that standard, you're no longer going to see these ratings pop as high as they possibly could yeah. because of that. I think that's where the USFL I think kind of has an advantage over the XFL is they're owned by Fox. Yeah. So it's not the same or no NBC. I think they're owned by NBC. Sorry, not Fox. They're owned by NBC Universal. The whole thing is owned by them. So they're going to put it on NBC in primetime slots where they know they're going to get viewership because it's their baby. It's not me as a, as a owner, like the rock coming to you for Fox and saying, Hey, we, you know, we'd like to put XFL on our, on your station. You know, what can you offer us? Right. It's Mm -hmm. not the same type of situation. So I'm excited for the league as a whole. Like I said, I think the, the play has been above average. These have been a lot of close games too. exciting Uh fourth quarters. I'm really excited about it, and I hope the league continues. Um, and I think the USFL has some real catching up to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to come back out with the exact same product you had last year as compared to the XFL, I'm sorry, I'm watching the XFL over the USFL for the simple reason is that you're giving me things to watch and to listen and to make me pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're a diehard football fan, some of these extra bells and whistles are really a difference to offset the fact that I don't get to watch, you know, Jared Goff throw touchdowns to Amon Ross A. Brown, right? Yeah. It's just a different level, you know? Yeah. Um, I, so, think, I think the real question we should get into the XFL after yeah. watching two weeks yeah. is would you take any of these changed rules mm-hmm. and incorporate them into the NFL game? I would take the, the onside one, I would take. The 4th and 15? So, but I would make it 4th and twenty. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would I because I think fourth and fifteen for an NFL team like the Chiefs or somebody who can easily just dot you up on yeah. a Travis Kelsey post route, I think it's a little too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would make the alter right because I think it's like at the twenty five yard line of the team, right? Mm-hmm. Is it twenty five? I would move the ball up ten yards to the thirty five because if I don't get it, I would like to at least have the make the other team have a long field goal in the event I stop them, mm-hmm. right? And I would also make it fourth and twenty. Okay. Those are the two things I'd make the adjustment yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, I would just I would put the ball wherever they kick it off from. Yeah, I don't. I did you see this rule by the way, which I thought was wild, which was like a thirty-five yard penalty at the beginning of the game on Saturday night. The Vegas, no, I think it was the the DC defender kicker, right? Kicked it. Um, it was fair caught before the twenty yard line, and that's a penalty in the XFL. So they took it and moved it 35 yards to like the 45 yard line of of the DC defenders. Oh, really? And Vegas started their drive from there. I went. I didn't know that. That's a really big like because you know like when you kick it out of bounds, it's a 20 yard penalty, right? It goes from the 20 to the 40. Yeah. Kind of the same thing, but it's like you have to kick it there to give them an opportunity to return it. Because mm. if you kick it out of bounds, that's a penalty as well. So they want to encourage the yeah, return. They want the, they want the returns. Right. Yes. So I was like, that was a. Wild call. I was like, "Here's a 35 yard penalty right there." Yeah. That was insane to me. Yeah, no, I I love the idea of the fourth and twenty, and yeah. like so so the idea of the fourth and twenty two, just to yeah. put it into context, right. is it can only be used in the fourth quarter, and yes. it can only be used if you're down. Yes, you cannot be the leading team in the situation. Yeah, so I I you would also obviously have to incorporate that because yep. it would be very unfare for like the Chiefs. I think it should be. Uh, I think there needs to be a time thing on there too, like 
the last six minutes or something. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it's like a certain like yeah. a very specific like you would go for an onside kick in this fourth quarter situation yeah. down seven with like mm-hmm. three minutes left. Instead, you could opt into right. this other option. Right, but like. Like a lot of teams would take advantage of a fourth yes. and twenty if you yes. could do it any time of the game or anything. Yeah. Like you just like Kansas City would have three straight drives with the ball probably. <laughs> yeah. That's twenty one nothing. It's the first quarter. Oh boy. Yeah, and the other team hasn't even touched the ball yet. Yeah, right. So, but I do think you know, like if you said like under ten minutes, yeah. you have to be trailing yep. to be able to attempt the fourth and twenty or something. Mm-hmm. I would love that idea yep. just because I think. The way they change the onside kick rules, mm-hmm. where you have to have like five and five, yep. and you can't, yep. you can't overload lock, the one overload. side. Yep. It's like it makes it so much harder to now get it. Right. Like I think the completion rate of it is like six percent or right. something crazy. Like right. it's like astronaut. Unless you have that Atlanta kicker who did it like four times in a row <laughs> that one game yeah. against the Saints. Yeah, you're never gonna get it basically. Right. So I like having the option at that point to go. You know what? I love our offense. I love our like right. the Lions. Perfect yeah. example would go. Right. I like our offense. We just went right down the field and scored. Let's just keep it up. Let's well, just keep, keep the momentum. momentum. Yep. But there's some teams who like if you were the Jets yeah. and you like your defense, you'd yeah. be like, maybe we just like kick it and yeah. let our defense yeah. try to you know, hold them or something. Right. Like I think each team would have a different philosophy on it, but giving mm-hmm. offensive teams the chance yep. to do it, I think would be fun. I think I 100 percent agree. I think the other thing that I would change, I would take from the XFL is the review process and being able yeah. to audibly hear that. I mean, we've been on that for two years, but like, I don't, yeah, that's like, one thing I don't think the NFL would ever adopt. Cause no, they the ambiguity. I know. And I can't, I can't stand but, it. Right. I think that's the only other thing where you could go and be like, Hey, look, this is, it's clear cut. Even if you don't agree with the call, you saw that it was reviewed. You saw they're talking it through. You see, this is why they're making it, mm-hmm. rather than having some rules analysts say, "Here's what I think they saw." Yeah, I will say I think it's a lot easier for the XFL to do that specific rule because yeah. you're only focusing on one game at a time. Right, like the one o'clock window when you have twelve games going on, there could be four or five different reviews yeah. for different games. Yeah, yeah, it'd be hard to be like calling in yeah. um, whoever the head Dean ref, Blandino, Dean Blandino, whoever it is. Yeah, that's and, the for the XFL. That's who it is. Yeah, yeah, but whoever the NFL one is, it's like it's like hey. Can can you look at this play? And then you have like five different phones going off looking at different plays. Like, yeah. I think it would be hard. Well, I to mean, do you it. have your designated people, right? Because they all go to New York at the end of the day just to be able to hear that dialogue of like, hey, yeah. listen, maybe even if it's just something we hear in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If that's like, even though the process doesn't change, to have that extra visibility when the games matter the most mm-hmm. so that you at least don't go into a situation like the Super Bowl where you hear the referees talk about, and there's the grab right there. Yes, I did see that he deterred him from running the route, mm-hmm. right? Here's why we're making this call, right? Yep, good call. Yeah. And we're on it, right? Stuff like that, I think, is at least important, mm-hmm. right? And some of the transparency because we're everything else is shown to death a gajillion times, right? You see a replay of a of a catch. Oh, if we stream it on frame by frame, that ball moved an inch. I don't know if that's a catch. Everything else is so, mm-hmm. you know, in there, and then the referee makes a call, and you go, "How the hell did we determine that?" Well, we're not going to show you how we listen, got there. A general rule change. I just want in general is like. If a review takes more than like forty five seconds, just yeah. keep the same. Yeah, call if you have to discuss it that hard, yeah, yeah, correct. Like that's just one. I'm just like, yep. if you discuss it for more than a minute, like yep. if you do the replay fourteen times, yep. and you're like, I still don't. All right, it's call on the field. Yeah, yeah. Do we have any more camera angles? If you can't see it, it's not a thing. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I, I, At that point, it's like you're trying to look for the angle yeah. to look for the way that you want it to go, right? Instead of like just like looking at it one or two times and going. Okay, he doesn't have it. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm digging it, though. I like it. You yeah, know, I think it's fun. Like I said, you know, Battlehawks, they're going for it all the way. Every time we say that word, by the way, I'm pressing that button. All right. Just so, so you're those Battlehawks are... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> cool. Love it. Every-
every time, every single time going forward. I'm going to get a Tigers one. It's going to go, yeah, because they're terrible. So, like, they're just not good. <laughs> Is the Lions one going to, like, work? Oh, of? my God. And it's going to be way too long, dude. That's the other part that's going to be. I know. Like, I'm going to be like, so the Lions, roar. it's going to roar for, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, be like, it's like, all right, well, these shows went from an hour and a half to four hours just with sound <laughs> just effects. With <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of Lions, though, uh, before we get to the mock draft stuff, um, you know, yeah, a couple real quick news. You know, Lions cut Michael Brockers, right? Which, shocker. Whoa. What? Um, Don't believe that. Yeah, me either. I was devastated. I, the jersey was on order, everything. <laughs> I was the one guy who bought it. No. Yeah. Um, never really worked out for them, right? Did when they made the trade. The yeah. Healthy scratch. It's never good when you're the healthy scratch. Every week. Yeah. Yuck. They they tried to format it in the articles of like, well, he was, he was out of the year, most of the year with injuries. I go, no, he was standing on the sidelines. He just... Yeah, not, just good. not good. It's not good. Yeah. Anybody else was better at that point. Um, you know, big veteran guy though, big leader leadership type guy in that locker room, right? They had to make a whole announcement about letting him go. That's how apparently important he was to the team, which I thought was and hilarious. He saved us ten million dollars. So but he saved ten million dollars, which is nice. And that's why I want to ask you, right? We've seen that. We've also seen Taylor Lewan um and uh, Robert Woods get cut. Yep. We saw Bobby Wagner get Ooh, released, which I was like one. Whoa, I wasn't ready for that one. Jalen Ramsey's potentially being going to get dealt. Now, let me ask you, right? Get dealt. Yeah. And in terms of the Lions, right? Bobby Wagner for two years, Jalen Ramsey for two years. Mm. Bobby Wagner literally coming off an all pro season again, which, by the way, he was like, I got something to prove, clearly. I, I would prefer Bobby Wagner. Okay. Personally. Yeah. Um, the hard thing about corners. And like like a yeah. Jalen Ramsey lockdown corner is I would say like seventeen games probably like twelve to thirteen he's he could be really effective, mm-hmm. but there's like four or five receivers out there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, just it just doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, like like Devonte Adams and Ramsey. We every time we talk about it, you go, it, it's just he one never of those wins where, that. Yeah. It's just one of those things where unless you want to switch him and just put like Okuda on the other side and yeah. double cover him or something like right. you're not gonna you're not gonna be like. It's not like Darrell Revis Island where he can go one on one with and Calvin the rules and like, now have are shifted. There's no benefit to being a defensive player in the NFL. Not really. None. There's really no. not. You can't do anything. You can't touch guys like, past five yards. I would yards. much rather have Bobby Wagner with Malcolm Rodriguez, and I'd rather have Jalen Ramsey with that secondary. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. Now you're saying like, if you were like okay, but you're trading the 18th and like a third and a fifth for him. I'm like that's not a lot. Yeah. Maybe I would, right. but like. It depends on and that's what you're thing too. Is like to how him. much do you have to give out to get Jalen Ramsey? Yeah. Because you know he's doing. Lo- he's doing a lot of- with that Michael Brockers. Well, no, but my point though is that if you're Ramsey, and the reason why you're cutting Ramsey, you're trying to get rid of Ramsey, is not because his play is diminished. It's because you can't afford him anymore because you're in cap hell because you won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. How much does it really cost you? Does it? Do you need to give him 18? Can you give him that second? Like if you're telling me right now. We're making a basically de facto trade Hawkinson for Jalen Ramsey. I don't necessarily hate that. No, they, you know yeah, what I mean? That pick. Second yeah. extras right. maybe or something. Then I would be like pretty much sold right. outside the money being a little yeah. high probably. The but. money is high, but you have the ability to do that, right? And so that's where the interesting part about it is, you know, you've got the connection, right? With the Rams yeah. and Brad Holmes and everything. It's a clear position of need. The Lions players are like, no, no, please come here. You know, I think – for all of his trash talking and some of the stuff he's done, I think he's also going to be a vocal leader for the team if they were to make this move. I'm, I'm for me, it's it's getting to the point where I don't think they're going to sit, and I, I, I'm still a little worried, but I'm more leaning towards this other way. I think they're going to be aggressive. I think they see that the window is kind of now, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, 
And I think you have the ability right now when the NFC North is kind of going in a little bit of a transition mode to be like, hey, maybe we can sneak in for the next couple of years and take over for a hot second. Um, I, if you told me tomorrow they traded for Jalen Ramsey, you're not, I'm not going to come on this show and be like, oh, I'm so upset they traded for this 30-year-old corner. I'm going to be like, okay, well, they're clearly making the move to go win a championship. Mm-hmm. So lots of interest there. I, I'm, I'm really excited. I was really surprised that they let Bobby Wagner go. Just as surprised when they signed him, but also now surprised that they let him go. Um, I'm, I'm very interested to kind of see, because he's clearly going to be looking for a championship. And can you, do you think Detroit can <laughs> talk to him and be like, listen, 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 I know. We're not no really have a history of winning, but come on, come on over here, right? You know, you know, you come on, you scamp. Um, it'll be interesting for sure. But um, yeah, just wanted to kind of hit on those couple minutes because we are about a month away from NFL free agency, so it's going to be a lot of fun there. We got the combine next week, right? Starts next week. That'll be a lot of fun as well. We'll probably hit on that as we kind of go through our mock draft corner as well. But speaking of the Merck Zone mock draft corner. You know that sound. I was really excited for something. That sound means it's another edition <laughs> of the Merck Zone Mock Draft Corner. That's okay. exactly what it means. Okay. It's literally on the soundboard now, it ladies and gentlemen. Merck Zone on, yep, on it the does. soundboard. Yep, so sure does. Get your own button and everything, buddy. Okay. Uh, We're here right, every you, week now. Did you like that? I that was like a surprise that. for you. It was a surprise. I had no <laughs> idea that was coming. <laughs> I went one of two ways. I was either going to go ridiculously over bombastic about it, mm-hmm. or I was going to be really funny noise. And I went, no, 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 no. Over the top is much better than over funny the top noise. Be yeah. But funny noise would be funny. Though. Yeah. I couldn't find one that fit just right for it. Yeah. So, but okay. first mock draft corner of the year, Mike, yeah. how are we feeling? Uh, we're, you know, we're behind everybody else apparently. Cause everybody else is already like on mock draft 12.0 yeah, over we're, here. We're and I'm like, I've been trying to get you to do this for six weeks. Now. I know. To, so. We have other stuff to talk about. Yeah. We're an hour in. We still got a revolution to talk about. That's true. All right. Um, you get to choose, though. Okay. Because I have, like, 14 that just popped up here. Oh, jeez. So, do you want one? I, 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 I kind of shrunk it down to three. Okay. Two of them have trades. One of them doesn't have trades. Yeah. Yeah, let's do one with trades. One with sure. trades? Sure. Why not? All right. Why not? Sure. So we will pull. We'll start off spicy. All right. Give me a number between one to three. Two. Two? Okay, we're going to do this one. <laughs> uh, Three-round mock trades, one big trade. Here we go. Okay. And one team, one big trade for each team? No, just oh. one big trade okay. that kind of messes up the, Everything. the whole board, probably. <laughs> um, now, I have not actually gone through this whole thing, so I'm going to make sure this is I mean, really, round. I mean, we're still so early on in the evaluation process, right? Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, I think the combine is when okay. people really start to kind of form their own mock boards, right? And yeah, go, yeah, yeah. I like this guy, don't like this guy. Yeah, I just wanted to see, because it yeah. said three rounds. I was just trying to see if it was actually three rounds or is it was a fake three rounds. Yeah, I got you. Where you just go, why is this guy here? No reason. Yeah. I'm also, you know, the fun part is I'm not going to give you any compensation for any of this. It's just going to be like, oh, a trade was made. Okay, so, great. Just so you know. Great. So, so number one. Traded for a washing machine. <laughs> so, number one um, is where the trade comes in. Oh, boy. Which, not necessarily shocking. Nope. A big trade comes in. No idea what they get and what happens. Mm-hmm. But the Indianapolis Colts 
say, you know what? I want to get number one this year. I don't want to wait until number four. Now, let's pause here real quick. Just as of right now, as of today, February 26th, the day we're recording this, mm-hmm. is Justin Fields the Bears quarterback of the future? Yes, I do think Okay, so. you think he's the guy. Okay, yes. so if we're going with that logic, right, makes sense then, right? Yes. Okay, maybe they don't want to take Will Anderson. They would rather drop down to four, hope to God that either Carter or Anderson falls to four. Mm-hmm. Indy probably gives up a pretty nice haul, probably at least two firsts to move because you're trying to hop Houston, right, which I'm sure Houston would also be on the phone because if you're a good GM, you're going to go, hey, look, I got other teams on the call trying to hop, hop you here unless you want to just swap these. You know, here's what we need, blah, 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 blah. Um, would not shock me. The Colts, I feel like, and I think Chris Ballard's a little desperate yeah. right now to kind of get his get guy. Something got it. Yep. So, number one, the new Bryce number Young. one from Chicago Bears, the Colts will take. Bryce Young? Bryce Young. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Bryce Young would be the number one overall pick here in this situation. Sidebar real quick. Did you see Nick Wright's NFL quarterback tier like two weeks ago? Uh, no. Where he had Caleb Williams in his tiers, like above (laughs) current NFL quarterbacks. That's legendary. I hate that. I know. That really pissed me off. I go, you can't, you literally can't do that. Yeah. He is going to be awesome, but maybe so, but you can't do it. Like you literally can't do you. That is not fair to any NFL starting quarterback right now to be like, Oh, you're going to put this guy who, by the way, hasn't won diddly squat at Mm -hmm. USC or Oklahoma. Not fair. Good player, going to be the number one pick next year. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah, Thought no, he's gonna, he's like the guy next year. But Thought it was a little bit ridiculous yeah. and a little rude. Well, we, we had that same problem uh, a couple years ago when I was doing the quarterback ranking yeah. when we had Trevor Lawrence and, uh, yeah. and those guys. I was like, I think Lawrence is already better than like a Marcus Mariota. Right. But it was like, it was like, but one he, of those you, were, yeah, you had I, him at like 28 or something. Yeah, it was like, like 29. That. I didn't yeah. put him like anywhere high, but I was yeah. like, I still think you're kind of better than yeah. some of these really We bad put all ones. these rookie guys that are on the bottom. I go, because you haven't taken a snap yet. You have. I don't. If he goes on and throws five touchdowns first play, I go okay. He's immediately above this guy. Like yeah. I got it, but you can't do that when he's a not in the league and b has not thrown an NFL pass. That's mm-hmm. not fair. Yeah. All right, number two, Houston Texans stay at number two. They pick C.J. Stroud and be pissed about it. Probably. And that's <laughs> the next we got our guy. I that is the best thing ever. Where uh, I think Sean Payton said that he goes, "You're never going to hear an NFL team GM coach ever come to the draft press right afterwards and go, we didn't get our guy.'" <laughs> yeah, but in this case, maybe not. Yeah, right. Uh, That's funny. Number three. So the reason I was laughing when we started the show yeah. is I was looking at a mock draft. Oh god! And they had number three Arizona staying and picking Bijan Robinson, and I audibly <sighs> laughed really hard because I was like, "There's absolutely no way that would ever happen." But their head actually, coaching hire was. Cr- confusing to me as well yeah. but I but so this one yeah. is not going to be B. John robinson it will be will anderson nope jalen carter jalen carter really that's a little shocking to me i figured they would try to replace the outside pressure pretty for much immediately JJ, for yeah. jj watt i would agree with that but, but nope they go jalen carter so number four chicago bears from their trade with indianapolis <laughs> fall right into will anderson then fall right into will anderson yeah the bears are in a really good spot that would be like yep. A plus A plus to that's the, why to I'm, the max. That's, here's the thing. That's why I am not, and we've talked about this. Why we? I think last week we talked about. I'm not against the Lions trading up to three with Arizona. No, I wouldn't be either. Because I don't think that Houston is going. I think Houston is very much just going to be like, we'll take either guy. I think low key, they're not yeah. going to be outright about it. I think, I think the they're in the same spot the Chargers run when they picked Herbert, where yeah. it was like we'll probably pick Tua or Herbert. Right, we probably prefer one of the two. Yeah, but it's like whatever. And one's I think there. I think you're honestly going to see, and the measurables are going to be huge for Bryce Young. But say they come out clean, mm-hmm. right, and everyone's okay with his hand size and all that jazz. I think you're going to see Stroud catch up to Bryce Young. Yes, and I think there's actually going to be a little bit of a divide between Stroud and Young 
and then Will Levis. I I, agree I think with Will that. Levis is going to be athletically. Him and Richardson are going to be right there. You go, man, they're big dudes, athletic freaks, right? But I think then you're going to go to the tape, and then you're going to go. Richardson's inconsistent. Levis was in Kentucky inconsistent tape and that's where you're going to see a mm-hmm. little bit of separation because the last time we saw cj stroud he was dropping dots on georgia that helps yep number five seattle seahawks they pick it's an interesting this is, one here's the thing and that's what once again right it's it it very much feels like there's a drop off between anderson and carter and then the next guy yeah. right now, so here's the interesting thing and yeah. i don't know as a seahawks fan i necessarily hate this idea yeah they actually don't go d-line they don't go D line. Okay. Um, uh, do they go quarterback? Mm-mm. Tackle. They, t- they take Witherspoon, the Illinois corner. Really? Wow, and that's the first time I've seen that. Yes, and I thought yeah. this was interesting because I go Tariq Woolen, Witherspoon. Yeah, not the with worst. Jam- thing. With Jamal and, and Quandre Diggs. And Quandre Diggs. Your not secondary now is yeah. stocked up. A lot of Lions fans really like Witherspoon. I know. A lot of people do. I yeah. I, I really like. I I, I don't think. See, this year there's, like, four corners who I, like, at the moment mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm really kind of into. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, like, dead set on any of them at the moment. But Witherspoon is really I good. just don't like that. And here's the problem. And I think, actually, Mike Valenia, I'm going to give him his flowers here, I think made a great point when he said this. He goes, with Witherspoon in particular, the value, and for Joey Porter to an extent, the evaluation is really difficult because you're playing Big Ten football. Mm-hmm. They don't have the level of quarterback play, usually, mm-hmm. that other conferences do. So you're not seeing these great wide receiver talents coming out uh, outside of Ohio State. Michigan ain't generating first-round receivers. Penn State's not really outside of Dodson, which wouldn't was shocking. You know, certain things, you're just not seeing the same level. Mm-hmm. If you're playing corner at Tennessee and you're shutting down Justin Jefferson for a whole game, now we can talk. But it's, So it's a harder evaluation to make. Yes. Um, but a, a lot of people really like Witherspoon. It's not, like I said, after four, after the first four picks, I think it's going to be like, well, now what? Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I think the Seattle one's the first one where it's like, I don't know. No, really. If everyone go. just stays, I have no idea what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. It's actually wild. Yeah. So six Detroit Lions take. I'm going to say they're going to take Wilson, the Texas Tech defensive end. They do not. Oh. He goes one pick after. Will they take the Clemson defensive end? They do not take a D-lineman. Oh, God. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of oh. Oregon. Okay, here's why I don't like the pick. You're already, you're at the sixth pick, mm-hmm. and you're already taking the second-best corner, potentially, yeah. at six. Now, would this... So, here's the thing is, yeah. would this change if Wilson goes five to Seattle and you theoretically take your number one corner on your board? Maybe. I am personally not in the camp of taking a corner at six if you have to stay at six. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I say that is, to your point, I think there's one at 18, yeah. And and the difference is not that high, if at all, in my opinion. Now, yeah. granted, we're fans. Now, here's we the thing. This you know. combine could come out, and maybe Joey yeah. Porter has the greatest combine yeah. ever. And if one guy it. comes out, runs a 4-3, and you go, oh, all right, maybe maybe that needs to be in the cons- – you know, if yes. they go and have a Ramsey type of combine mm-hmm. where you just went, oh, he's, he's the best guy here, and it's not it's – yeah. And also free agency would change all of this because if they do trade for Jalen Ramsey, you go, okay, well, corners are not going to go there. That probably- yeah, and you now you could still go there at 18. Yeah, you, you could go you there at 18, yeah. but you probably would go D-line or something. A thousand percent. Because you don't need that at that point. I'm kind of resolving myself at this point to the Tyree Wilson guy. Is it Tyree or Tyrese? Tyree. Tyree Wilson. T-Y-R-E. Yeah, from, from Texas Tech, the defensive end there. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting him to be very high on the Lions boards. And so that's kind of where I've reserved myself to is that defensive end position. 
I don't love the other Clemson guy. Not per se. There's another guy too. Miles Clemson. I'm not as big a guy on him. I don't think the tape is necessarily great there. Um, if they took a corner, I'm not going to be like, oh, right? Because I trust – right now I'm at a point where I Brad Holmes has built up enough trust in me mm-hmm. to go, okay, let's see where it goes. Outside of the Anzarike pick, he really hasn't missed. Yep. All right, now I'm going to run through yeah, yeah. because I want to get to the 18. Yep. But I don't want to like skip to eighteen and go. So who do you want? God, and you I, don't know. God, who's there. I do love having two picks in the first round. Yeah. Though it's gonna be I really wish they were like. Year. I wish it was like thirteen, fourteen, just for our sake, so we didn't have to go through a lot of picks to get there every time. But I wish so it I'm, was actually one in thirty-two. But that's just me because the Rams <laughs> choke out in the ones in the Super Bowl. We were pretty close last year. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so seven Raiders take Tyree Wilson. Yep. Eight Atlanta Falcons. That's weird because that means they must have signed a quarterback in free agency because uh, yeah, Jared Stidham. Or something, yeah. Eight Atlanta Falcons take Miles Murphy, Edge Clemson. Yep. Nine Carolina Panthers take Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. <sighs> I snap because I'm shocked that he goes before Will Levis, but sure. Wow. Uh, Ten Philadelphia Eagles take Joey Porter Jr. Eleven Titans take Paris Johnson, offense tackle out of Ohio State. That makes sense to fill the Taylor LeJuan spot. Houston Texans from the Cleveland Browns take Quentin Johnston, wide receiver out of TCU. Yep, there you go. You get your quarterback and your and new wide, wide receiver. receiver. There you go. New York Jets take quarterback Will Levis, Kentucky. Wow. They made that swung and missed hard on both Derek Carr Aaron Rogers, and, and Garoppolo. And, yeah. <laughs> and every, everybody. There's like so hard pass. It, here we go. Hard pass. And Zach Wilson's like, wee. Yep. <laughs> new England Patriots take Pierre Skronsky, offense tackle out of Northwestern. Sure, a guy I'd never heard of before. It makes sense in New England takes him. No, I'm just kidding. I was just saying, he's actually pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Packers take Broderick Jones, offense tackle out of Georgia. <laughs> now, that's funny. <laughs> Jordan Addison sitting there. Ah, no. Please, no. Uh, Washington Commanders take Cam Smith, cornerback out of South Carolina. That's a guy that I think the Lions will be in on is Cam Smith. I have seen things for Cam Smith. He is that guy to me where I think the combine is going to be important because I have seen mocks where he's like second, third round. I have seen him back of the first or middle of the first. So nobody has a great evaluation on this cat. So that's a guy. That's a name to look out for for sure. Seventeen Pittsburgh Steelers take Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of USC. That's a great pick for them. And with now him and Lions. Pickens. Come back at 18. I hate this pick. But <sighs> they're going to take Bijan, aren't they? Yep, they're going to yeah, take Bijan. This is becoming a trend now at this point. Here's the thing about this pick. If you guarantee me his rookie deal, his rookie contract, for his rookie contract, he's Zeke Elliott, mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Sold. Done. Great. Outside awesome. That, it's tough. It's such a luxury pick. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is with this is that, once again, if they took him, I'd go... Well, he's the best running back prospect you've seen probably since Saquon. Yep. And you're making commitment. You run the football, and you're going to go to get the best guy possible to go do that. All things I can't argue with. Mm -hmm. What if you don't bring Jamal back? Swift's not coming back after Mm -hmm. this year. So you do have a pretty glaring need at running back. But, man, at 18. See, my thing is... And the, with the amount of running back depth in this draft... That is my point. And yeah. also, because you do have Swift, at least for this year, and maybe bringing Jamal back... And I think he does, in fairness. Yeah. I do think he comes back. I do back. think he comes back. Could you not use... Hypothetically, if you're picking 24-25 next year, because you make a playoff, maybe you win a game or something. Don't, don't Who you, knows? Don't you do that to me, you bastard. Even if you pick 18, like, yeah, wherever. You're right. not going to be picking in the top 15, probably. Right? That's... 
Pray to hypothetically. God. Pray to God. If you're picking in the in the mid teen or twenties yeah. something, couldn't you just use a running back pick then if you're going to use one? Yeah. Or 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 once again, you, there's it's, it's a running back. It's 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 becoming. Like usually the mid twenties is yeah. like where all the running backs go. Like Buffalo yeah. usually yeah. takes one. Yeah, you know the Jets take someone in the early second. This like, is not a unique thing. This trend, the Bijan pick, right? Well, Everyone, you know, people I'm sure that in the second round they got us taking a damn tight end because well, we'll get there. yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen because everyone thinks they need to get replaced T.J. Hawkinson. Which if they didn't watch any of their offense last year, because the tight end is not a focal point. But I digress. Um, I'm just of the thought. And listen, if you tell me tomorrow. Or you tell me a month from now they went and signed Levante David and they got and they traded for Jalen Ramsey defensively, and I go okay now offense all of a sudden maybe they can take one of these two picks and spend it on the best offensive player they have on their board maybe that's the case. I, right now with the way it is, I just don't know how you can go in and go we're going to take Bijan instead of taking you know a linebacker or somebody else and yeah. maybe there's a play there too. I just ugh, it's a tough one. All right, so nineteen. Uh, Tampa Bay takes Keely Ringo. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah, great. Anyway, all right, so we'll, we'll kind of... That's a guy I think, I think the Lions are going to be high on, too. Big yeah. guy. Uh, let's see. Physical. We're going to head over to the second round. Mm-hmm. Some bigger New York Giants will yep. take Jackson Smith and Jigba because they need that uh, wide receiver play. I think that would be an awesome pick for them. Buffalo Bills take uh, Jamar Gibbs running back out of Alabama. I, that's the guy I don't... You know, my dad and I were talking about him actually recently. I, He's such a specialist. Mm-hmm. He's not a big runner in between. He's a, he's a receiving back. So I don't – and Buffalo taking him is also weird because they just took Cook. Mm-hmm. or uh, Yeah, Cook, right? Yeah. The younger, James – not James. James. Is it James Cook? I think it's James Cook. Yeah, uh, from Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't I don't get that pick at all. And end of the first round, Cincinnati Bengals take Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame, which I feel like makes a lot of sense. But. Yeah, better offensive line. Better offensive <laughs> yeah, maybe. Just take all of them. Every pick is offensive line and figure out. Just that way yeah, you have depth. Yeah, can you, how, can many, you, how many tackles did you keep? Seven? Yeah. <laughs> so the Seahawks at thirty seven take uh Noel Sewell, linebacker out of Ooh, Oregon. Ooh, that's unfortunate. Uh, I'm trying to what are the Lions pick in the second round? Do you know the They got two. I think it's fifty two, isn't it? The first one? Is it okay? I I got twenty and or maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember now. Man. They have the Minnesota one and they have theirs. Yeah. I just gotta wait for this to load up and I'm um, at seventies. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's pop back up here. Yeah, back up. There's ain't no way they're picking that late. Okay. No. Uh fifty five is one of them. I guess see if they're picking a little before that. Uh, and probably not. Okay, 55. Yeah. Second round pick. Probably look it up, actually, real fast, if that helps you at all. They do take a tight end. I'm not shocked. They take Darnell Washington, tight end out of or, uh, Georgia. No, uh, 48. 59 and 48 oh, are the 48. two. 48. Yep. Okay, let's jump back up here. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, yep. 48, so right before the tight end pick. Yeah. They take Christopher Smith, safety out of Georgia. Okay. So they just... Scout Georgia. Apparently. Um, That's it. Yeah, so... Uh, That's all I got. Safety, from a safety perspective, I understand why you may think that that's a higher need because you don't know the health of Tracy Walker, although apparently his rehab is going phenomenal um, from what I hear. And you have Kirby Joseph. So theoretically, you have your two starters, and you've got Malafonmu, who made the transition last year, who I can only assume gets better because Mm -hmm. another year actively playing safety and not being hurt, right? Um... I don't think that safety is as big of a need at, in the draft. I, you know, and if you wanted to address it, address it. I think you could bring Deshaun Elliott back on a not a ten million dollar deal, which is what some people are projecting. That's insane. Um, but if you got him back in an affordable contract, 
I very much think you could bring him back and, and you'd be okay there. I don't think safety is nearly that high of a need. Uh, the fact they don't address linebacker at all in the first two rounds, assuming I don't know what they do in free agency, is flabbergasting to me. And I know a lot of times, too, we as fans, we tend to focus on, well, here's their positions of need that they need help with. And that doesn't always necessarily line up with what the teams do. But tight end is not a need for this football team. I'm going to come right out and say it. You are at least two deep, if not three deep, at tight end right now. James Mitchell, they just drafted in the fourth round. Brock Wright, I'm assuming, is coming back on on some sort of deal. And they I think they've got another cat, too, that they that they have. But either way, even if they don't, you mean to tell me you're gonna waste high resources to you trade away Hawkinson because you know you weren't you didn't want to pay him. So let's draft a guy to get in the same situation four years from now. Mm-hmm. In a, in an offense where the tight end is not a true focal point. It's a check down. It's not you're not gonna see Brock Wright break in a sixty yard post route down the middle of the field for a touchdown. It's not going to happen. Are you going to see Brock Wright, though, slip out of the back of the end zone on a third and goal? You're damn right you are. Mm-hmm. But that's the, there's a fundamental difference between the two, right? I don't see tight end in the first three rounds for them. Mm-hmm. I just, I really don't. You've got so many other needs. Tight end is not one of them. You need yeah. a, you cut Vitae, they need a guard in there somewhere. You need cornerback help, linebacker help, running back help. Um Shoot, if there's a backup quarterback you want, a rookie quarterback you want to take in round three, fine, done, sold. Tight end's not one of their spots. Yeah. A lot of areas you can catch on, not that one. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. So overall, if that was the draft that happened, I wouldn't be overly all that through. The first round, I'd be like, it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Second round, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'd be low key pissed. <laughs> <laughs> would I, I would not be very happy with that. Yeah. Um, you know, but in Brad Holmes, we trust. You know what Brad I mean? Holmes, we trust. And Brad Holmes, we trust. All right, let's shift focus here. We got Revolution coming up last weekend before the show. I don't know. It's, yeah. you know. Something like that. Yeah, sure. I don't know. It all runs together at this point. There's so many pay-per-views now. It just kind of hits us all at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. Um, no, just wait. I have it marked down yeah. on um, the April 2nd show. Yeah. We have to review. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, March 26th show, we had to do Mania, NXT, and Ring of Honor all in the same oh, weekend. Oh, good Lord. Yikes. So, well, it's a wrestling show. Yeah, so we don't even be talking to other sports that day. It's yeah. just wrestling that day. <laughs> so get ready for that. March 26th. Seems you, about, might, you might not listen if yeah, you don't. Seems you don't. about right. Seems about right. All right, let's talk about it. All right. So Revolution taking place in San Francisco, California mm-hmm. next Sunday, March 5th. Should be a fun show. Sure. Um, I feel I feel like each show has like this weird, unique like thing to it. Yeah. I feel like Revolution is their wrestling heavy workout show. Yes, because like the last like every yes. Revolution show has been like really high match quality, mm-hmm. but like the stories aren't always like yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And then like Full Gear feels like the crowning moment pay per view, which where, is like, weird because I would feel like that's like the least the one least of- important yeah. one. But it's like Hangman and MJF both get like their big crowning uh-huh. moments on Full Gear, and even Darby Allen to an extent yeah. needs Cody I'm for really, the first time. I'm really, like it's like yeah. it's like weird how both of those become like one's a workhorse, one's like a crowning moment pay per view, and it doesn't feel like. It should be either one it of those. It should be either one of those. Yeah. And then All Out and Double or Nothing are just kind of like your big, like... I still feel like All Out should be their biggest show. Yeah. It just I will sense. say, because of 2021's All Out with, like, Punk returning and, yeah. like, all the reviews... Like, I feel like they really try to make an emphasis on making that show much yeah. bigger than the other four. But it's also hard when, like, they're all still the same numbered. Like, 
they need to like eventually get rid of like full gear and put a new show in because then you can be like, oh, this is like the eighth all out, but like mm-hmm. the third mm-hmm. this show to like yeah. differentiate. Or can it, I? Can we just? Can just we just? Can we call it all out four or all out five so that I can figure out what the hell's going on half the damn time? I, mean, I can't remember shit anymore, I mean, dude. I'm old. All right, help me out. Okay. Because well, I think at some point once you start getting in a couple, right? It's like, hey, this is the mo- this is the show, right? Yeah. If you're gonna see one, we go all out. It's the it's literally in the name, yeah. right? All Out 17 is going to be the show, right? Mm-hmm. Don't miss this show, that kind yeah. of thing. You know? I will say I would like that, but then, like, I, I've been, like, looking at, like, Slammiversaries, I couldn't, and they number theirs. So yeah. They're, like, Slammiversary 27. I'm like, I Yeah, can't. it's because, well, when you don't have TV, <laughs> it's a different story. They just had a pay-per-view yesterday, No Surrender. I went, I didn't even know that was a thing nope. until just now. Uh, anyway, Teenage so. pay-per-views have always never been very well watched, though, even though they had some good matches on there, but yeah. nonetheless. All right, first match we have. Yeah. Chris Jericho taking on Ricky. Ricky, Ricky Starks. Yeah. Um, singles match. All of Jericho's people are barred at ringside because, you know. Of course. Reasons. Yeah. Um, sure. That's all I got. It's just singles match. So Yeah. I mean, I would assume Ricky Starks gets the win here. I would assume so also. I don't, I don't imagine why it wouldn't be that. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like the Jericho Appreciation Society thing, while I understand why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. It feels like okay, you've you've brought them up as much as you could. I'm sorry, but Daddy Magic and the other guy, I don't even know his name. The fact they don't know his name is not a good sign. Mm-hmm. They're never gonna be this tag team that I gotta watch, right? Yeah. Guevara's already kinda has a track record and Hager is just gonna follow Jericho around like a small like a you know oh, yeah, like big, a puppy dog. Like a big puppy dog. Yeah, a big puppy dog with his purple hat. So like all those things combined, it's like what are we really getting? Yeah. Out of the JAS at this point. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot, right? I understand using Jericho to elevate new talent. It makes all the sense in the world. Don't have an issue with it. Uh-huh. But I feel like you could just kind of do that. whenever. And here's the thing. People don't want to boo Jericho. Mm-hmm. I know. That's he, he, pe- he clicked the pen. He did click the and pen. And people lost their minds. That's <laughs> really funny. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? Yeah, Am yeah, I wrong no. in that assessment at this no, point? No, not necessarily. You know? No. Like, I just think, like, at this point, can you just make him the the John Cena of your world where mm-hmm. every time he's here, everyone's like, Oh yeah, Jericho's here. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and be happy about it. They're just not happy about it. That's why I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody else is. They, they, <laughs> Everyone they but. sing with his theme song <laughs> still. Yeah, they do. No one boos him. No, he won the ring of our world title from Claudio and everybody loves Claudio. And they went, yeah, all right, Jericho. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, the only thing he's got to do is, like, kick a baby. That's the only way he's yeah. getting heat anymore. I don't even think that'll give him heat. They he only go, has heat because Guevara's with him because no one likes him. That's the only reason. Yeah, that's true. No one likes Guevara. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's just yeah. weird to me. But okay, next. Right. Next, we have a Texas death match. A death match. Uh, John Moxley, Hangman Adam Page, and they're going to be fighting in a death match. How deathmatchy are we going to get here is the real question I have. Yeah. I feel like pretty rough. Yeah. Do you think Moxley's bleeding too much? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Like when it's like he fought every, evil Uno. I'm he, sorry. When he fights like every week and he starts bleeding, it gets a little much. Doesn't it ruin it? Like, yeah. And here, let me let me ask you this. And, and somebody brought this up, and I didn't really notice it until somebody like kind of said it, mm-hmm. right? And I th- I saw this on Twitter, and I thought it was. A, I don't want to say it's a criticism, but I did think it was a little bit weird. To catch up blood a couple weeks ago, Jungle Boy was bleeding last week. Moxley's bleeding every day. Mm-hmm. Evil Uno was bleeding. It, it just feels like, yeah, it's like the oversaturation. Like, yeah, it's almost, it, and now it makes it not like Takeshita lost to MJF and then started bleeding after the match. I go, 
For what? Yeah. Like, wh- what does that do for you, mm-hmm. right? Like, why does Jungle Boy need to bleed when he gets beat up by Christian Cage? It's just not needed. Mm-hmm. And listen, and we I've been very clear. There was matches where I go, this could have probably used some color. Like that mm-hmm. Steel Cage match for NXT. Probably could have used some color here. I don't need it every week. Like, Moxley doesn't need to go out and kill himself every every night. Yeah. You know? Now, this match, I would expect some color from both guys. You know what would be really funny? If is they don't. don't any... And then I go, this is <laughs> totally ass backwards, right? Yeah. But you don't need color every match either, right? Yeah. It just doesn't seem like it's needed here. So, mm-hmm. in, the, in the death match, I would understand it. A random Wednesday night, mm-hmm. not needed. It just felt it feels weird to me. You're lessening the impact of it. It's like anything else. You hit a guy in the head in the steel chair 12 times. At, after the first two, it loses its effect. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, sure. Um, um, by the way, I, I'm going to say I have Adam Page here winning. Yeah, I would imagine, Hangman, I would yeah. imagine they spurt this and, like, he's next with MGF, I would guess. Yeah. But, you know, what do I know? Yeah. Apparently not enough. Um. So matches that aren't on this show that I think is funny is I really try it. Rob, I tried to defend this yeah. face of the revolution ladder match. It's not good. It's on dynamite now. Is it really? It's on Wednesday's dynamite. It's not even on the pay-per-view now. We have we've gotten into the Andre the Memorial Battle Royal territory now. I told you. Didn't I tell it's, you? It's just on the SmackDown before WrestleMania. Didn't I tell didn't you? Even make, it can't even make two nights of WrestleMania. They yep. got to the SmackDown before. This is a fish we got to the dynamite before. Fish we become useless. And who are the people in that ladder match? I'll wait. I did see a list. I'll wait. I don't know anyone. Damn. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. It's not there, good. There is a clear winner in it. I forgot who it was, but there was like one guy who's like actually wrestles and everyone else. I don't know who they are. Just, so there's like, there's like th- like two tag teams in it. There's one other guy and then there's, um, I'm going to look it up. A Lucha guy. And yeah. then there's like one guy who I'm like, Oh, he's probably going to win it. Cause he's the only one I know. I'm going to look it up really quickly here. Okay. Match moves on Dynamite along with an exciting AEW debut. Okay, so here it is. Ready? You got Takeshita. Takeshita. He's the one Ortiz, I think Ortiz. Um, some dude in a mask I've never heard of before. Okay, here we go. This will actually help a lot better. Takeshita, Powerhouse Hobbs, Action Andretti, you know, the guy who beat Jericho mm-hmm. one night, Eddie Kingston, Sammy Guevara, Commander, who will be a lot of fun because he's going to do a lot of flippy dippies. Mm-hmm. Ortiz and AR Fox, also a lot of fun. So, so we have a fun match on Dynamite, but like I said, yes. like if it's not like Takeshka or maybe maybe Kingston, maybe like a Kingston or someone. But here's the thing: there's not any of those guys beating Joe for the tag for the Takeshka. Maybe could maybe. Well, okay. Or... Do we give it to Warlow? Oh, I guess we'll get there. We, we'll get there. We'll get there. We don't know. Oh god! But I think Takeshka could. Also, they really like Takeshka, you have an All Atlantic but... title match on this show. Not yet. They no. might. Well, they're facing big. He's got Big Bill on this week on. Dynamite for the All Atlantic title. Wonder who's coming away with that one. Uh, uh, big Bill, that big, yeah. big energy. I can't say it because yeah. you laugh. Hook but. versus <laughs> <laughs> Hook versus Matt Hardy uh-huh. uh, for the FTW Championship as well. That's yeah. the other big one there. And then the all the tag team battle royal that we still don't even know who the fourth member is, yeah. but we all know my pick for that match. Let's be clear. That's true. Uh, let's keep we'll, going. We'll let's there. keep going. Let's, we'll get there. My goodness. All right, now we have... We have uh, too much fun doing this show. We'll be here for four hours. I know. All right, we have five title <laughs> matches to get to here. Yeah. Um, first up, I right, we'll just start with the TNT title match. Why not? That's fair. Uh, hey, it's on, it's on a pay-per-view. <laughs> Holy shnikes. Samoa Joe and Wardlow. Not the best match up. ever, but sure. No. 
This is like the one match I'm, I'm least looking for. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to this one either. Everything else I'm actually like will either be good in ring or at least looking forward to story wise. Uh, six man's gonna be awesome. But yeah. we'll get there. We'll get, um we, we will yeah. get there. Uh <laughs> I I'm gonna assume here's here's the problem I have with this feud. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Warlow gets the win here. I also assume Warlow gets okay. the win. Warlow gets the win. Now what? Well, I he, think so You know what I mean? I think he gets the face of the revolution ladder match person. It is that, right? It is that person. They get the TNT. It's always been TNT, right? Because he beat Scorpio Sky, right? When he won yeah, the yeah, yeah, Revolution. Yeah, yeah. Or was that the all-in, or was that the double or nothing ladder match one? Uh, they, didn't they do one a double or nothing now, too? Yeah, or all the, out? Yeah, yeah the poker like chip, right? The poker chip is a double or nothing. Um, oh, no, but MJF won that one this year for the world title. So maybe yeah. it is Face the Revolution gets a TNT <laughs> title match. I mean, I, I, I don't know for sure. I'm going to assume. I would assume it's TNT. Yeah. Just for the fun of it. Right. And now this is my problem I have with the with the with that ladder match for the TNT championship. I don't have a problem that's for the TNT title, but the fact that I have none of these guys and if you crown a new champion, mm-hmm. you're gonna have Wardlow drop it immediately. Yeah. Then what the hell are you doing, Wardlow? Mm-hmm. You're gonna immediately just hey, he just lost to Takeshita, who just lost to MJF, and now we're gonna spend Wardlow to go against MJF. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if Joe retain, honestly, if you're planning on giving the face of the revolution ladder match winner the title, mm-hmm. it'd be better if Joe retained. Oh, it would be. Yeah. But but I don't think that's going to happen either way. Yeah. So I'm going to say Wardlow wins in a hopefully short match. Yeah. I think I think my my hope is that Samoa Joe wins, Takeshka wins the the thing, and then wins the title. That would be nice because be my, I think you've be been, you've been given this cat quite a bit of TV time, and mm-hmm. I think he's won two matches out of thirty. So yeah, you know. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Women's three-way title match here. Jamie this will Hader, be fun. Sarai, and Ruby Soho. All good wrestlers. All can do I, their thing. I think it's going to be a good match. I think Sarai maybe takes it here. Ah. Probably. I, I, okay, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be the super popular decision, but she's got a lot of heat right now. Yeah. Wouldn't be shocked if she wins it. Yeah. Wouldn't like it if she wins it. Wouldn't love it either. Um, I'm in the Jamie Hader camp hard here. I am too. And yeah. here's the she's thing: fantastic. I knew nothing about Jamie Hader yeah. while she was with Burt Baker because she never wrestled when she was with yeah. Burt Baker. I knew so it was just because she was a former Stardom champion. Yeah, like she yeah. was just with Burt Baker, but yeah. I didn't know she did anything. Mm-hmm. And then she had that banger of a match. Yeah. At uh, to win the title. Yeah, against like at, uh, Tony Storm at Full Gear or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh wait, she could work. Oh yeah, no, she's legit. And then she had a she had a dynamite match for the title, main event of one of the dynamites yeah. against some. One and I was like, damn, she just works. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll get behind that. So, yeah, um, I'm a big fan. So, I would prefer Jamie Hader to win. Yeah, I think Sarai wins. Well, actually, I'm gonna say Jamie Hader wins. Yeah, just, I think there's a good chance Sarai wins here. Um, I think no matter what they pin, Ruby Soho. <laughs> it's never good when everybody talks about you. So, you're in the match for what reason? Yeah, to lose. Cool, yeah. but yeah, sure. All At least right. they're using her. Yeah, At least Ruby Soho is like. In people's minds, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like it's more than you can they, say for the last couple of years. Yeah, they are they are sprinkling the seeds to do a women's, not war games. Um, what do they do in AEW? What do we go to? Oh, blood and guts. Blood and guts. I think they're sprinkling the waters to do women's blood and guts. No, thank you. Yeah. Sorry, no. probably be at our show. Sorry, too, that's sexist, but sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, next up, we got <sighs> no, just no. Yeah, uh, AEW World Tag Team Four Way. Yeah, four way. These matches are never clusters. Yeah, we got the Guns, who are somehow the champions. We got. We're still not over that yet. Yeah, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus the acclaimed 
versus Mystery Team. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine Mystery Team wins this late into it, but... No. I, um, I, now, here's the thing. If Mystery Team is like FTR and, I and they come in, yeah. doubt it, yeah. but they could win. Other than Do that... We, yeah, they haven't even announced the teams, have they? So I don't even know. Um, I'll check Twitter. Maybe Twitter. Has yeah, it. I'll talk about this while you're doing that. Okay. Um, remember the year where it was Lucha Express versus... Last year. Uh, yeah, versus Young Bucks versus um, yes. Undisputed Era yes. versus... What was the last team? It was just a three. It was a three. It was just, it was a triple so threat. this year was supposed to be a three way. Yeah. And then the acclaim were like, we're going to do a rematch clause to make it a four way. Okay. So that's how I got to that. I have the other problem with that. Why in the hell, if you're the acclaimed, would you try to get your quote unquote contracted rematch in a match where you have a now 25% chance to win rather than a 50 50? Just logic alone dictates that's stupid. Yeah. Um, okay. I have the teams here. Okay. Now, I have. Barring some, any surprises. Yes. All right. We got. Top flight, okay. Aussie Open, Ooh. um, the the team of the Jericho Appreciation Society that we don't hard know their pass. names of. Yeah, hard pass. Uh, best friends. Nope. Uh, maybe I don't know. They gave Brett a hell of a run on that battle royal last time. Maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, the John Silver and Alex Reynolds with the Dark Order would actually really like to see it because they're actually a legit tag team that no one knows about. Mm-hmm. Roosh and uh, Vance. Yeah. Something. Yeah. No, next. Um, Preston Claude, Vance. Yeah. 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 Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. Nope. Lucha Bros. Always would love it, but now it's going to uh, Butcher happen. and the Blade. Hard pass. And The Kingdom. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Would like it. I don't think it's going to happen. Those, um, are the, those are the people announced yeah. on the picture right. of the Battle Royal. So I guess someone else could be in it, but those are kind of the teams. I They they made a... Um, so when the Acclaim... Or no, when the Guns mm-hmm. were talking about this, mm-hmm. they said something about like... Who knows? The forbidden door might get opened and right. someone would enter. So I feel like it's going to be someone outside the AEW realm. Which could be Aussie Open. So, like, I would imagine an Aussie Open or uh, yeah. Matt Taven. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I saw that um, the Kingdom were at the Ring of Honor taping. Yeah, I saw the spoilers. So I wouldn't be sure. all that happened. Uh, nah, yeah. I mean, I didn't look at any yeah. wins or losses, but I didn't imagine yeah. anything happened. But if they're going to be... You know, yeah. they're kind of in the realm of Ring of Honor. So I wouldn't be shocked if they're in this match for, yeah. like, publicity reasons. For sure. To get, them, I, I, to get like, maybe because maybe their yeah. first match is, like, the Thursday after Revolution. Mm. So it's like, hey, you just saw the kingdom. Now they're going right. to be on Ring right, of Honor. Right. Yeah, you can see more of these guys here. Yeah, yeah for, I wouldn't be shocked for something like that. So, um, um yeah, I I, I honestly don't know who wins this match low-key, though. Like, like yeah. and, and being, and, and I, I'm going to pick my team, but I'm, I don't, I have any real inspiration one way or the other because yeah. the guns just won them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can give them back to the acclaimed. I feel like it doesn't make a ton of sense as to why you would. I get it. They're popular. I understand that portion, but like outside of that, I don't understand. Uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett would love it. And I have a lot of reasons why, but also, okay, now what? And then the last team, I don't know why you would either. Right. I, yeah. these are the type of matches where I really dislike when champions retain the titles because I feel like they're literally set up to crown a new champion in a yeah. fun way, right? Where you can then spin off. Like if the, this would have been the night, honestly, if you wanted to give the guns the titles, this would have been the match to do it. Yeah. Because you, you sneak a win over the acclaimed, right? The acclaimed eliminate the other two. Is it a first fall to finish or is it an elimination? It's first fall. First fall. So claims dominating. They come in low blow, sneak attack, get the roll up and they escape with the titles, right? 
So then you have the title change, and you have an easy way for the acclaim to be like, okay, yeah, now we can spin this off into a six-month program because you cheated to win when our backs turn. What's going to happen when it's just us in the ring against each other, yeah. not two other teams? But now that you have the guns already with the titles, it's like, I feel like I don't. Do you? T- you can take the titles off them. I'd be more than willing to take the titles off of the guns for you if you'd like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at the same time, do you make that switch that quickly? Right, and it's just one of those things where, like, hey, we're going to give you the titles to make sure that people now, when they see you, know that you're a threat and you're an easy team that we can use to build other teams with. Or are you going with the guns? Because mm-hmm. if you're going with the guns, man, that's a steep departure from every other tag team champion you've ever had. I don't know. I just, you know, I'm picking Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett to win simply because I would like Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal to win the match. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think the Acclaim take it. I don't either. I don't know if the guns re- retain. I want Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal to win it so badly for, like, 85 reasons. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pick the mystery team. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, you're taking so, the field. I'll picking the field. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, I'll pick the, the field. field. Yeah. Uh, I think who comes out of the field is either one of the Kingdom, Lucha Bros, or Aussie Open. Yep. Unless FTRs are. I don't think FTRs But I doubt that this would be the spot for I don't them. think it's happening. I wouldn't be shocked to see either Aussie Open or the Lucha Brothers win, and then FTR comes out and does something for double or nothing. Yeah. And it's because Aussie Open and FTR had that great match. Oh, yeah. They lost the world titles in New Japan to them in Japan. Oh, they didn't. Or the triple eight. Didn't they lose one of them to the Aussie Open? No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Didn't they just... Oh, no. FTR beat Aussie Open at one point. They yeah. beat him in, that, in the... Yeah. In the... At New show. Japan Strong Show, right? Was it, it wasn't a strong, strong They were in, like, Australia or something. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, though. They, there they was no bang, titles on they had They yes. had a banger of a match yes. in Australia or something. Yes. And then Lucha Bros will put on a good match with anybody. So, I think they're going to eventually get to the FTR thing. So, I'm going to take the field. You're assuming FTR's coming back to AEW. Yes, that's that's the other part too, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of dominoes. I have I have like seven dominoes that need to hit for this to work, (laughs) but I'm taking the field. Taking the field. All right, I love the field. It's intriguing. I'm excited for the match just because, like I said, I I like these matches. Like I was kind of disappointed when Jurassic Express retained in this last match last year Mm -hmm. because I was like, I like when these these matches are set up to where you can have the champion remain strong, but also have the shock value of crowning a new champion. Yeah, that's why I like. See, I was okay because I thought the trios tournament was going to have both of them in it. Yeah, and it didn't happen. And they didn't happen. So I was like retroactive. Remember when we were going to see Kenny and the Bucks versus Adam Cole in Undisputed Era? Mm -hmm. That was going to be awesome, and then it never happened, and it makes me sad. Mm That was going to happen. If Adam Cole doesn't have, like, a resurgence, though, which ends with him winning the world title, coming back of this injury, I'm going to be low-key, very high-key upset. Low-key, very high-key? Yeah, low-key, I'm going to be pouting about it until we get on the air, and then I'm going to flip a table. Not this table, it's too much expensive I was, stuff I was on gonna it. I was stuff on the table. <laughs> we don't really have a... No, no. I'll flip something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, For a temper tantrum. The match, I, I cannot imagine not being the match of the night. Legit- oh, yeah, legitimately no, cannot imagine yeah. it not being the match of the night. Yep. Guess it could be not match of the night. Can't imagine it not being match of the night. Yeah. Uh, the unless, J- unless that double J sneaks one out. Give me a highlight for your boy. <laughs> uh, the Elite taking on House of Black. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Which is going to be awesome i'm very excited this is this is like the sole reason that me and you have wanted trios titles for such a long time <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> just is. have a meaningful match between yes. like teams like this and this is the these are the title type titles these are the type of championship matches right and championships that are better i feel like 
without a ton of story going in. Yeah, they're just like it's just all the stories. The, no, the story is the title. Yeah. That is, I want we want to be the trios champion. We're the best faction in AEW. We want the trios championships. Yeah. That's it. Doesn't need mm-hmm. to be a ton of Gaga around. And coming from Mister Story Guy here, mm-hmm. I like the fact that they just went, "We're next," and you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Though this is good. this is my kind of storyline. Yeah. It's, no. Perfect. It's guys who are all great wrestlers. Yep. And are like, I just want the title next. I'm like, cool. No story. Cool. Yeah. Just put on a banger. I kind of hope House of Black win though. I hope House of Black win. Yeah. Too. I think they need this. Yeah. In the worst See, way. I thought this was a little too early to do this match. I agree with you because I think that they should have done a, a sidebar team mm-hmm. in here and then did House of Black at like double or nothing to give yeah. the elite a little more of a run with it. Yeah. But also, I don't think you can beat House of Black. I'll be really upset, honestly. If they that do. would be too. Pin one of the bucks. Have Malachi hit him with that super kick, the roundhouse yeah. kick thing, and do it. Yeah, like I, I want to keep the trio styles with really good trio teams that wrestle yes. well. Yes. So I'm okay with like the House of Black yeah. winning for like every situation. And, and 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 we talk about before right now. Look at the 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 very short lineage. You right. You went from the elite to loot to Death Triangle back to the elite House, House of Black. Black. It'd be really good. You're not finding three guys in any level anywhere in the world that are as good. Mm-hmm. Not finding yeah. it. And I, I think, would love I think, I think it'd be here. good for Kenny to kind of try to sprinkle back into the world title picture in singles a little that, bit. You've got the and, U.S. And title. he's got the U.S. so he can right. actually go to Japan a little yep. bit and do some stuff and not be yes. relegated to trio stuff Correct. all the time. Correct. So I think it should be House of Black. Yep. But this match should be awesome. If it's not, I'm going to be upset. I don't know how it can't be. I really don't. I it's really it's don't when know. we talked about uh, for full gear when you had the Death Triangle Elite, mm-hmm. where I was like, I can't imagine this match being bad. Right. And it was awesome. Right. Um, I can't imagine this match being bad. Yeah. It's going to be the shiznit. Yeah. Speaking of matches that I can imagine being bad, but I wouldn't expect it to be bad. Oh, boy. Is this main event here. We got Brian Danielson taking on MGF. Generally, would say, very excited for this. Yeah. Slight problem. Don't love 60-minute Iron Man matches. Yeah. Now, they could do it well. Mm -hmm. I think my only problem is every time I've watched a 60-minute Iron Man match, there's like 45 minutes. They just kind of go, this doesn't really matter. It's like watching a football game and knowing the first three quarters, as long as the score is close, really doesn't matter until the fourth quarter. Like, the first, like, 50 minutes, as long as, like, Brian's not like four nothing, or right. MJF's not four nothing, or something, right. and you're just watching them like trying to come back really quickly. Right, and it's like pro wrestling, so you can just book it that way. But <laughs> it's like pro wrestling, yeah. But like the first fifty minutes, you can't win or lose the match. Right, you can lose falls, right, but you can't lose. Yeah, so, and I think that's my slight problem with this because I have it with a whole bunch of other match types yeah. where it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like, like war games. The mm-hmm. first thirty minutes doesn't matter. Blood and guts, same thing. This is this this match too is is I think similar I feel like how you're feeling about the six man I feel like this match is too early. Yes. It's it's I don't know why we have to immediately feed Brian of all people. Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Once again, uh, I keep going back to this because it's it's starting to become a little bit of an irritant with me and Tony's booking a little bit is you're bringing in these big name guys or these guys that have like long resumes of mm-hmm. being like legit dudes at top levels of other promotions, and you're not giving them nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm gonna keep saying this, and I think I said every time Brian's been in a pay per view match, what match has Brian Danielson won mm-hmm. where you go, holy shit, that was a big match for him to win? Really? Mm-hmm. Like, what match is it? You know? No, he beat Miro to get the number one contender. Right, for him, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, he hasn't. 
he loses the hangman. He doesn't beat, can't beat Kenny, but Kenny can't beat him and all that stuff. Right. You've got, I mean, he's had really good feuds, yeah. but he's lost every single one of them. At some point it's like, you're becoming that guy where it's like, yeah, great. You're going to, he's becoming JBL, mm-hmm. right? JBL challenges every new champion challenges, Rey Mysterio challenges, CM Punk challenges, whoever for the title, but you know, he's never winning the damn thing. That's how I feel like Brian is right now. He's still one of the best wrestlers in the world. No doubt. But, MJF is so new into his run. Are you? You mean? I'm gonna ask you this because I don't. I don't know who wins the match. Does MJF win? Yeah. Okay. So if MJF so. wins, great. Now what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Like, like, I, what are you doing with Brian now? You've spent all this time, and and here's the thing: you set it up where this is a one and done mm-hmm. because you can't go back to this now. Because you can't go and immediately go, hey, we just did a 60-minute Ironman match, and now he gets another rematch two weeks ago, two weeks from now at Winter is Coming or whatever the hell the next weird special is they're going to have. Uh-huh. You can't do it. Well, why can't you do it, Rob? Why Why can't you just immediately go? What if it's a, a five-star classic match? I have no doubt that it could be. But you just said MJF, your hugely heel champion, beat a massively over babyface in a 60-minute wrestling match. Didn't beat him in a ladder match. Didn't beat him in a hokey way through a table. Didn't score a quick roll-up pin out of nowhere to beat him after a 20-minute banger. No. You went 60 minutes with what you're calling the best wrestler in the world today in Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. You cannot then go in and do a rematch three, four, five, six weeks, a month later. Can't do it. So Brian's done in the world title picture for the next year or long as MJF is champion. Yeah. Just doesn't see, and, and we talked about this earlier, you know, and I've been pretty critical of like Darby on not thinking he is a world champion mm-hmm. level guy, in my opinion. But if you could have sold me and been like, okay, Darby's going to go face MJF and recreate that fantastic match they had mm-hmm. a couple you know, last year. Last year? Was it last year or two years ago? Well, like full year 21. 21? Okay. So about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Recreate that magic. Okay. No full well MJF's going to win, but you've now. Elevated guy, and you give MJF a successful title defense on pay per view. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, how many falls under over four and a half? I'm I'm gonna say over. Okay, I would be shocked like three two. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the sweet spot. I think we talked about this off air before yeah. too. I think that's the sweet. Like spot. Like if you said three five two. and a half, I'd be very hard shaken to yeah. tell you a number. But four, uh, yeah, like three two, something like that. Yeah, I would be shot. All right, so MJF retains. MJF retains. And then somehow Wardlow comes out, and we all go, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah, I would imagine his next feud would be either Hangman, Kenny. Ah, that would be too soon for Kenny, don't you think? I think it's too soon for all of them. Now, do we do we get to the point where Punk is – does no. he ever come back? No. Because I think he does at one point. I don't think so. Uh, and here's why. I don't think that you have enough guys in that locker room at this point would be willing to work with him and put him over. Yeah, maybe. If he came back, it's like, okay, you can come back, mm-hmm. and then you're going to lay down in the middle of the ring, mm-hmm. and I'm going to beat your ass, and you're going to take it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to beat you, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, to the point where you're no longer worth a damn thing to Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't work at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tony wanted his summer of punk. Mm-hmm. And if it would have worked out, I think it would have been awesome. Right, and the MJF crowned at the end of that whole deal. Totally get it. Yeah. It didn't work. He got hurt, and then he got bitter, mm-hmm. and then you got guys like Jericho who have fully committed to your company and have been a true leader 
on and off. Mm-hmm. You can't then go and, you know, just because you wanted something to happen as a fan, mm-hmm. business-wise, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You mean to tell me you mean to tell me you're going to put Kenny and Punk in a match? Who who the hell's th- who? Kenny, we really need you to to put Punk over. Uh go fist yourself. I'm I'm out of here in a year anyway. Uh-huh. I'm going to go to WWE. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do also, it. Also, yeah, also Kenny can't leave. Yeah. If Kenny leaves a and that's something that WWE is probably looking into yeah. is trying to get Kenny to come over. And and once we kind of get a little bit closer to that post mania too, and see mm-hmm. where Jay white lands up, because I think that's when you'll really start to see lots of stuff could yeah. potentially. Hit I, I do think if, if you told me AEW died soon, yeah. it'd be because Kenny left. I don't think they would survive. If Kenny left. If Kenny and the bucks, those it, it basically, cause then if you have all your founding members of your freaking mm-hmm. rock, like the pillars of your company go away. Yeah. And you go, oh, they're on the other channel now. Mm-hmm. Say, well, we got John Moxley. Oh, so you got WWE Light. Got it. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work like that. But all right, that's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, obviously. Uh, oh, no, we're not talking Revolution because it's on a Sunday this this time, isn't it? Son of a B. Uh, we've obviously got another mock draft corner coming your way. We might be talking some more basketball. We'll be talking more wings, too, depending on how their how their week goes and the NHL trade deadline, which I said we'd talk about this week, but we'll talk about so it next week. you because I don't know how to read the calendars. So there's that. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth Michigan, Robin Dyka, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.